Tree Kings Rock Nation King Talk Yeah, we never forget these days Hey I'm rapping gifts like it's Christmas. Every hood hoping Mr. Santa don't miss us. Don't miss us. We rapping gifts like it's Christmas. Every hood hoping Mr. Santa don't miss us. miss us. White limbo with the bow on it. Trap house with the mistletoe on it. Default to be the good days. Good days. Until the Grinch come and take the toys away. Before Jeezy, I had a snowman. And we got toys from the dope man. You bought your girl a purse, I bought man a business. Got a queen, little homie, I'm on some king. On the first day of Christmas, my plug gave me a whole sled of snow so the whole hood can eat. A 40 millimeter and a championship ring. The Red Rock Nation, cause we all three kings. Yeah. Never lose faith, never lose faith. Hey, Merry Christmas to the whole hood worldwide. Ladies and gents, back at it again, baby. <laughs> Episode 42, what it do? <laughs> Been waiting so long. Been oh. waiting so long. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Been a bit, uh, been a couple weeks. Yeah, you know what? Life happens. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I everybody, mean... everybody gets it. But, you know, I think the big thing to emphasize, emphasis tonight is that we got it in before Christmas. Exactly. You know, we got, we're back on the air. Yeah. Got to have a Christmas epi. Exactly. Have to. Um, traditions, man. It is traditions. Yeah. yeah. This will be the third Christmas epi. Third Christmas epi. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. The first one was you learn. a little out of control. <laughs> <laughs> you learn yeah. on the job, basically. Uh, we're not going to put in four different Christmas songs throughout this episode. That was just foolish. Um, it was nice, though. It was for us a little break. Um, But yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to do that. But definitely not keeping this one short for you either, though. No, and you know what? There's (laughs) there's a few reasons for it. Obviously, a few weeks have gone by. Lots to talk about, Mm -hmm. both in the league and personally. Yes. Um, So we have to do that. But we also had a tradition on this show where we have our boy, Mr. Worldwide, C. Rob, Banya. Here for the Christmas epi. Yeah, Armando Cristian Perez, he comes in. And so we uh, we did our interview with him earlier tonight. We're going to toss that later. It's it's awesome. Yeah, He's it's always good. such a good guest. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's, uh, it's nice to have him on. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't be in studio, but that's okay. That's why we got a text line, call exactly. line. That's yeah. why we got telephones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. All right. Well, it is episode 42, as Gregorio mentioned before, and we're going with episode Ronnie Lott, who is a Hall of Fame DB, mainly in San Francisco. I had a, had a cup of coffee in Oakland and uh, New York with the Jets. Uh, absolute killer at safety. You take your head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, others we could have gone with are Morgan Burnett, safety for Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. Carl Joseph, current safety for the Cleveland Browns. Kwame Lasseter. Free safety for Arizona. Johnny Robinson, who's in the Hall of Fame, played for KC. Charlie Taylor, he's in the Hall of Fame, wide receiver for Washington. Paul Warfield, legit Cleveland legend. I know I say that a lot, but he's (laughs) legit uh, one of the best Browns players. Um, He was a wide receiver. And possibly uh, an all-time nickname, really an all-time name on its own, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, the law firm, former running back, <laughs> New England and Cincinnati. Whoa, get out of here. 
are you doing? Just checking out Matt's big pun CDs <laughs> gone here. So when we have a, a call-in guest, because we're very technical, we stack Matt's CDs in front of the microphone and just put our phone there. So the phone can reach the mic. Yeah, exactly. We don't and, have to hold her. And I just took a look through the stack because I just wanted to see. And big pun yeah, baby. <laughs> is in the middle Dude, there. If you weren't down with the terror squad, I didn't want to be known. <laughs> oh, big man. pun. Big pun was unreal. Fat Joe. Man, that album, Big Pun, this album was sick. It's so hard. He's got a song called New York Giants. Yeah, dude. It, he's It's So Hard was so good. Oh, man. Uh, if highly recommend. But you know what? Like, looking through this stack, here's, here's a glimpse. So, big pun, yeah, baby. And then the next one is Semisonic. <laughs> and then two Roy Orbison CDs. Pearl Jam, 101 Beer Songs, double album. <laughs> Another Pearl Jam, Beach Boys, and then NWA Greatest Hits. <laughs> Very eclectic. Hey, I diversify my bonds, man. You know what's up. Yeah, Paul Warfield. But, dude, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. That was yeah. the law firm was one of the best nicknames we'll ever encounter in yeah, football. The law firm, um, I mean, Carl Malone, the mailman, that's a good one too. The mailman always really delivers. Good. Right? Yeah, always <laughs> delivers. Yeah, I don't mind that one. Hockey wise, I didn't mind Gator, Jason Smith. No, Gator's a good one. Yeah. Um, or Moose. Moose was good too. Moose is decent. Yeah. Or the mouth. Maddie in the mouth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we gotta we gotta keep moving on here. All right, Gordo, who's the sponsor uh, this week? Well, sponsor this week um, runs into story time. Story time comes a little early. Yeah. And the sponsor this week is Doctor Chorus and the plastic surgeons <laughs> over at the Royal Alexander <laughs> Hospital because they are fucking miracle workers. And I don't know, a few of the boys know, most people know, but I had a little incident with a skill saw recently, three weeks ago. And it was just reaction. I was cutting something and it kind of wobbled and the piece I was cutting was going to fall. For whatever reason, I fucking put my hand under the saw, tagged it. I've been building shit like this. Since I was 15 years old, my dad has had me in the garage building whatever the fuck he tells me to. Yeah. And I've been a tradesman my whole life, and I've never, ever come close to hurting myself like this working. Yeah. And it honestly happened in the blink of an eye. It, it literally was like, zing, boom. And, and then it was like, holy fuck. So... I severed all the tendons and nerves to my four fingers on my left hand. And I was, it was fucked. It was honestly fucked. And yeah. I was like full blown having a panic attack. Thank God my buddy Victor was there and he drove me to the hospital. Megan was working nights. Mm. And so fuck, it would be like, he wraps me up in a towel, like bullets me to the Royal Alexander. And we're like, thinking which hospital we should go to yeah and i'm yeah, like yeah. and we're like should we go to the north one which isn't as big should we go to the fucking royal yeah and we're like we're like oh no man we gotta go to the bigger hospital because this thing yeah. is it was bad blood all over the place 
And yeah, so they, I got there, nobody's allowed in because of COVID. Um, so I'm in there by myself. I'm fucking hyperventilating damn near having a panic attack, but I'm like trying to stay calm. But I honestly thought I was going to fucking lose complete use of my hand. Yeah. And so I'm telling the guy, I'm like, dude, like I'm freaking out here, man. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, my pinky is like totally limp. Like it's connected to my body, but there was no control in it. And he's like, no man. He's like, you got to calm down. He's like, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, no, man. I'm like, I'm like, it's not going to be fine. Like, he's like, no, man. He's like, you have to relax. And he was the resident surgeon. So he's okay. not the one that did the actual surgery. Right. And, um, and yeah, he's like, man, he's like, we reattached a, a dude's whole hand the other day. And I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck? I'm like, this isn't Star Wars, buddy. Like, you can't just do that. And, and, and so whatever. Yeah. So I, I got to the hospital that night they i had to wait for surgery until the following evening so i couldn't eat or drink anything That's while i was there and probably i probably in a room oh, not getting checked on yeah by they, yourself they were just pumping me for full of dilaudin it was called and it's like damn near morphine that was just like so loopy the whole time <laughs> And so the next evening, I go in for surgery. Like, I've never seen it before, doctor. Yeah, we need to give him another dose. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, yeah, you can have it every two hours. And I was like making sure of it. Like I was like watching the clock. And so whatever, the next evening I go in and I'm going to get surgery. They're like, Kate, you're going for surgery. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like I was just like chilling a second ago. Like yeah. give me a second. Yeah. You got to get undressed. You got to put a gown on. You got to put all this shit on. And, uh. So they wheel me in just outside the, uh, the operating room. And the doctor, the surgeon that comes to do it, Dr. Chorus, she's like, hey, how's it going? I'm Dr. Chorus. I'm going to be doing your surgery today. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, sweet. Like, I'm talking to her. And she's like, ask me all these questions. She's like, do you smoke? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've, I, I smoke. And she's like, just cigarettes or, or weed? I'm like, well, both. She's, <laughs> like, oh, she's like, hey, you can't smoke after your surgery. She's like... I know you're going to want to, and, and you're going to be able to, but probably, like, at least wait a week, right. she said. Because that's when, like, everything is really going back together. She's like, you got to wait at least a week. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I can do that, right? So they wheel me in, and I'm fucked. Like, I'm still loopy. Like, I've been just getting drugs all day and haven't <laughs> eaten or drank anything. And they wheel me into the operating room, and it's all women. So there's not a man like in there, whatever, which I don't care about. But I was, I looked at the one lady and I was like, oh my God. I was like all female surgical team. I was like very progressive. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I'm so fucking looped out. Right. And <laughs> so. I say that, I say that, and then who walks in two seconds later is this Chinese anesthesiologist, this guy. And I'm like, oh, man, I ruined it. Holy fuck. Yeah, I was so fucked. I got out of surgery, and I'm, like, asking the nurse. I'm like, okay, can we get skip the dishes and shit? I was so hungry. But, yeah, so that was, that was the story of my hospital stay. For fuck's sakes. And I got out, 
Um, and then I've been doing therapy ever since and, th- and things are going well. Um, the, the, the hand therapist says things are moving and in a week I'm going to be able to start, uh, moving my hand, you know, actively and start weaning it off the splint and hopefully I'll go. be golfing. I, like I said to Maddie, I'll be like <laughs> the kid off, uh, rookie of the year, rookie of the year when he hurts himself and then he comes back and he's throwing hundred mile an hour oh. gas. Gord, you just drove that ball 330 down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping. It really helps oh, my golf fuck. game. It keeps me a little looser on the course. Man, that's a wild, wild story. Yeah, it was fucked, man. It was fucked. And, like, I've injured they, myself pretty seriously yeah. before, you know, but never anything like that. And you this. said you avoided all your bones? All my bones, yeah. Didn't I just had a, a little tiny little nick in, uh, in my pinky bone. So when I cut something, like, I'm still rather safe with it. And I do set the saw depth. But for when I was cutting this stuff, I was cutting pieces out mm. of an existing board. And it was quite thick. So I had to have the saw blade sticking out a little farther right. than I normally yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're going straight through something, all it has to be is just, just below the wood. <laughs> but if you're cutting into something and that piece has to come out, you want the edge straight, it has to be quite a, a number or quite a bit deeper. And, uh, and it fucking can happen to anyone, man. Yeah. It seriously can. And like it had happened in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Honestly, like, obviously it's terrible, but looking at it, now oh you gotta think like man it could have been so much worse so much worse you know i could have cut all four of my fingers off like that yeah and the fact that they're just like nope you're gonna get you're gonna get full mobility back just do it time just do your exercises you might be a bit tingly now and again but you know what that's normal like that's that's wild it um i honestly thought i was gonna be like the guy on fucking scary movie that's like take my strong that's honestly what i thought i was gonna be like but no because obviously i was thinking fucking worst case scenario but yeah no, no it's um and your left hand too that's the other thing oh if it was my right like crazy but the thing is you don't i feel like you don't do shit like with your your left one i feel like is the one to get cut because your right is always doing something. If you're that, yeah, if yeah, you're, yeah. If I know you're right hand. I know, I know what you're saying. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll never do that again. I've been back on the saw a little bit. I had to make a couple cuts for some shit that we had to do around the house. So, not scared. Right back on that horse. <sighs> Fucking right back on that horse. You know. And you know what? The best thing. Well, maybe I shouldn't say the best thing is, but like now, if anybody ever questions your loyalty to the New York Giants, you can just be like all. Oh, I I'm so loyal to the Giants. I almost GPP'd myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even question it. Got into body modifications. Fucking <laughs> like man. Oh my god. Oh shit. Well, that's a wild story. We're happy Gordo's safe and healthy. I can say that from every guy in every league that we play in confidently. And with with kind of like looking forward, 2020s. Almost done, thank fuck. Yeah. Uh, moving just on. About. We've got to give away uh, some gifts. Yeah, yeah, we got some. Um, we're recording on Festivus. Which is the closest to Christmas I think we've ever done. Yeah, for sure. But uh, in I know Festivus isn't about gifts, it's more about grievances. <laughs> But we need to we need to share some gifts here. Yeah, and we we don't have any grievances. No, um, none, because we're both not in the finals of the forty of the forty. Yeah, yes, but yeah. I didn't lose. So, so are we gonna unbox here? 
Well, yeah. Yeah. I... Okay. So I got I got Maddie something. And uh, it's just a little something for, you know, really being the backbone of the pod. You know, the guy, the research is unparalleled <laughs> compared to my couple of sheets of computer paper. And I know it's a balancing act, but, you know, Maddie. He's, he's really the guy that, that puts it all together. I can't use the computer program. He pays for Podbean, <laughs> yeah. which I paid him back for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're but, even. But, yeah, yeah. you know, he's a great dude. And uh, I got him just a little something uh, oh. a little something for the boys here. Oh, baby. Oh, a little Woodford? A little Woodford wow. for the boys. Spare no expense. This is beautiful. Thank you, Gord. No problem, man. Um, Merry Christmas. Wow. Man. You know what? Like... It's 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 crazy because like obviously there's no pod without us, you know. Yeah. I work, but the dynamic works. I wouldn't want it any other way. No. I don't think I'd appreciate if you did as much work as I did because then it would be competitive. <laughs> yeah. Like I like I like this dynamic. Yeah. And earlier when you said I legit because I said I had suggested well let's exchange pretend gifts <laughs> on the pod and Gord was like yeah sounds good and then he shows up with an actual gift. <laughs> Um, so it was I, last minute. I was at the liquor store yeah. anyway, but I figured, you know what, why not? Well, you know what? I didn't think I had a, an actual gift for you, but I actually do. Oh, so when I went upstairs and I looked uh, shortly after Gord uh, had his accident and uh, told me about it, he texted me the next day. I'm at work. He is clearly high as a kite telling me all about it. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, and he is saying dude they're not letting me smoke i can't smoke i haven't ate i don't have any weed on me i don't have any weed on me i might need you to meet me in the parking lot today tonight with some weed and i was like okay shit like you know that's my pod there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna leave him high and dry so i was like all right let me know so you know rolls around six o'clock seven o'clock eight o'clock clearly he's fucking conked out of his mind i'm not hearing from him Thank God I didn't have to go to the Royal Alec Hospital and smoke a joint with Gordon in the parking lot. But I thought, okay, what what would be nice? So I was I went in good this came from a good place to the max and I bought you a fresh pack of darts. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> so you did. here you go. Thank fresh you. pack of Export A smooths. Nice, nice. Um even though your surgeon said not to smoke. So Well <laughs> She said for the first week is really bad. And I have cut down. So, you know what? Fuck, quitting smoking is not easy. No, but you've been doing well. Yeah, not bad. Exactly. Cutting back. So, yeah. Um, the Woodford, I mean... It's nice. We're cracking it tonight, for sure. Oh, okay. We can have a couple sips. But that's a that's a bourbon you don't really want to mix with. No, not really. No, you want to drink this one alone. That's right. Whew, I love the sound. Love yeah. the sound. Well, that's good. I also got you a theoretical gift. Mm. Like, uh, one obviously not real so um gory i know this year has been hard so i wanted to get you something nice and kind of uh like something that would pick you up so i pulled some strings lots of emails back and forth uh telephone calls and so on and so forth but it all worked out so with the help of my boy leon black and approval from bgc president bjc president horsecock williams I'm happy to let you know that you have a tentative acceptance into the Big Johnson community. <laughs> oh, my God. Country club shit right here. Yeah. How are you uh, doing? What's going on? Uh, 
I just saw Joey Funkhauser's new penis. Marty Funkhauser's daughter has transitioned into being a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had the surgery, and uh, it's big. Mm. How big? Really big. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He gave himself a giant penis. Did you see the balls? No. Completely taken with a penis that I didn't get to, you know, look at, look at the scrotum at all. So wait a minute. This is what happens at country clubs? White guys walk around showing each other their Johnson? No, no, no. I saw it in the bathroom. He was wearing a Terry Cloth rope. He turned and the roll opened up. People don't tie robes properly. They do not. They're very cavalier about a robe, you know. You can't just fling one side over the other. Cinch your robe. Cinch your robe, right. I don't see how you can wear underwear with that thing. It's so big, there's no way you can fit in underwear. You can't. Right? Everybody in the Big Johnson community knows that. You can't wear underwear. I don't wear underwear. There's a Big Johnson community? Of course there is. Me once a month, we talk about the pitfalls of having a big-ass Johnson. <laughs> I've had several at the house. You, you've had a big Johnson meeting at, at the house? <laughs> when you fucking out of town, the whole community shows the fuck up. And we sit around the table. Just talk. Do you have officers? Fuck yeah, we do. Who's the president? My man. Horsecock Williams. <laughs> I don't have a big penis, but I'd like to see if I could join the Big Johnson community. How are you getting in the Big Johnson community without a Big Johnson? What? I know somebody there who could vouch for me. What do you mean vouch for you? They, they, they gotta look at it. Can't just show up. You gotta flash that motherfucker at the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happens if I get caught? They'll throw you out of there by your little ass Johnson. <laughs> maybe this would be a good thing for Joey because it's way too big and he can't handle it. I foresee... Big problems with that penis. Big. <laughs> the Big Johnson community. Dude, you're you're in. An annual just, member. Yeah, you gotta. You just gotta confirm your acceptance. Just show your dick at the door. <laughs> you might be in there. You know what? I actually struggled when I bought you this theoretical fake present because it was either that or leather oil for your Birkenstocks. Oh, that would have been nice too. Some cork oil. <laughs> Oh, fuck. But, so I got you a real gift. Yeah, and I got you a real gift. Pack of darts. Yeah, you did. But <laughs> another guy got us an actual gift. Yeah. And we this got is, an This is actually it. not a bit. And, um... So this one came in from... I'm gonna let Maddie in. Oh, no, I got it. You fuck got it. it. I'm getting pretty resourceful with my one hand. Yeah, I can't imagine. But, like this, this one comes all the way from Idlewild... Idlewild, yeah. The former and, vagina vagina. And uh, it comes from a little guy named Big Dick Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently on. Um, and we were unboxing it right now. So, let's see. I got a pen here. We can open this packing yeah, tape it. he's got. All it says, no card, just to, to Marty Bathwater and Huncho. Here we go. What do we got here? A nice little, uh, nice little present. Yeah, toppers. no way he wrapped this himself. Oh, oh, nice! Look at this care package. Holy shit! A couple edibles. There's a bottle of 19, 19 crimes Cali Red. Bottle of red Snoop for the boys. Dog. Got some milk chocolate. Milk chocolate eddies for the boys. Some pre rolls. Oh, baby! Oh, Nick! Oh, oh, what? And underneath, <laughs> there's shirts. There are shirts. There are shirts. They are BFB shirts. No, no way. way. What? Oh, unreal. Dude, they look like the logo. Shit. No way. That is fucking unreal. This is unbelievable. 
We got merch. We got merch. Gifted <laughs> merch. And it says, so it's got our, their shirts are blue, like New York Giants, Giants blue. blue. The, the logo is brown. And it's got Just, the football, the Beverly Fantasy Bulletin, and then the axe and the pickaxe, or the yeah, shovel and the pickaxe. The exact and the logo mic. on the on it's iTunes. Sick. And on the Unreal. back it says BFB. BFB. Un- Unbelievable. <laughs> oh man. I don't think I've received a better gift in my life. No, man. That is a Holy very thoughtful shit. gift. Extremely thoughtful. Wow. Damn. Damn, Nick. My man. Fuck, you're going to move a guy to tears. Oh, dude, this dude. is sick. Yeah, that's unreal. Very, very thoughtful. Thanks, Nick. Wow. I really appreciate it. Mm. Wow. Can't say enough. Holy shit. Well, there's nowhere to go down now in this fucking episode. You know what? That's a highlight. This this really leads me into my next clip. And, and Christmas is all about the boys. And, you know, it's just all about getting drunk and stoned with your friends right <laughs> it's true um and just listen to these wise words from our buddy ricky he's he's got some good words for the boys oh damn it my youtube is <laughs> what do you mean your youtube it's our soundboard <laughs> nothing like well well just give us a sec here it's coming Sorry to interrupt, but I just had one of those brain-learning things pop in my head that wasn't there a second ago. And it's about time to think of me around that basically, what is Christmas? You know, I just got out of jail, which was awesome. You know, in jail, we don't have presents and lights and trees. We just get stoned and drunk. It's the best time. You know, I get out here, and I'm all stressed out. My girlfriend breaks up with me. And, I mean, that's not what Christmas should be. You should be getting drunk and stoned with your friends and family, people that you love. <laughs> Who here is drunk right now? How many people here are drunk besides Julian? Like, that is so awesome. And dope. God doesn't give a shit if you smoke dope. You're in church so you can't lie. How many people here are stoned right now? Come on, how many people here are stoned right now? The preacher fucks up his hand. That's what I thought. Like, that's Christmas. None of this presents and lights and stress and shit. Just getting drunk and stoned with your friends, family, people that you love. And Bubbles. My friend Bob has been trying to teach me what Christmas really is, and I wasn't listening to him. I was at the mall stealing stuff and everything else. <laughs> now I realize, and he's back at the trailer park by himself right now. And I'm going to go back there with him, and I'm going to get drunk and stoned. And everybody in here should do the same thing. Get drunk and stoned with your families. If you don't smoke dope or drink, just spend time with your families. It's awesome. Merry Christmas. I'm going to get drunk and stoned with my friend Bubbles right now. <laughs> right on, Ricky. Fucking love you, bud. <laughs> Oh man, man, I can't believe that, dude. This is unreal. Where did he get these made? Crazy elite sportswear, <laughs> dude. That's oh, so dude. sick, dude. We could sell these to the 10 people that listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. no, seriously, Un- unreal, Nick. Um. Yeah, I'm touched. Too yeah, honest. dude, that's uh, that's sweet. I'm I'm actually I'm texting Nick right now. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna move along to text and answer. So Gordo, just keep an ear out for this question. Yeah, it's yeah, for yeah both I'm listening. Of us. I'm listening. All right, well, he's our guest this week on the pod, but uh, he also wrote in. This was a few weeks back, and he just said, "It's uh, Mr. Three Hundred Five." He said, "Fellas, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on some rankings for this season." 
Tell me who you, in your estimation, are the top three quarterbacks, top three running backs, top three wide receivers, and top three defenses this year in fantasy. Hmm. Danya. That's a good one. Well, quarterbacks, pretty obvious. I think there's some guys that really stood out. I think there's like four or five guys you can mention. Yeah. Um, Mahomes, obviously. Mahomes, Josh Allen. Josh Allen has to be in there. And then I think it's between whoever tickles your fancy, Aaron Rodgers or uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. Or Russ Wilson, I guess, yeah. So I I was going to say um, Josh Allen, Mahomes, and then Murray. Yeah, that would be my three, too. All right, wide receiver. Devontae for sure. Devontae, Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill does have the most touchdowns. Have to put him in there. He's I think he's got the most fantasy points this year, and, too. Okay, did we... Is it pass catchers? Is there a tight end group, too? He didn't include tight ends because so, I don't think he likes them. Let's go with tight ends, too, because you could say Kelsey. Oh, yeah, Kelsey would... If Kelsey, pass you'd have, catchers. You'd have to put tight ends in there because he's the only one. That you, that you would even consider. True. So yeah, if you're considering that, then yeah, it would have to be for yards itself. It would it would have to be Kelsey, Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah. Calvin Ridley's had a hell of a year. Calvin has had a hell of a year, but he's been hurt a few day a few days, and he has had a couple stinkers. Okay, well I'll go Hill, Adams, and Diggs as my three. Hill, Adams, and Diggs. We didn't I... even mention DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf puts up stinkers too. He does have the most yards, but doesn't always return on fantasy output. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, a guy who's had a really good year is Adam Thielen. You know what I mean? He's fucking single-handedly won me games. Yeah. You know? know. So, but it. again, spotty because yeah. of the offense, right? So true. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. I think wide receiver is probably the trickiest position out of all the four that he named. Um, so if we want to go actual fan points, yeah. first is Hill, second is Adams, third is Ridley, oh. fourth is Metcalf, fifth is Hawkins, Diggs. sixth is Justin Jefferson. J.J. Jettas. Yeah. At J.J. Jettas. And seventh, <laughs> seventh is Diggs. Diggs. Eighth is Thielen. Damn. So. Yeah. Crazy. That The craziest thing about that whole thing you just said is that Minnesota goes from trading their top wide receiver to Buffalo to having this rookie step up, and there's the two right wide receivers in the top seven. Yeah, top that's eight. That's top, top eight. eight. That is nuts. Top ten. I mean, to make that trade, that. Yeah. and then still be have two prominent studs at that yeah, position. That's good. Jefferson, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but hard I mean, to argue not giving him the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. I have to give it to him, I would say. We'll see quarterbacks subsequently we were pretty much bang on Mahomes has first in fantasy points Murray is second Josh Allen is third Rodgers is fourth uh Deshaun Watson is fifth and Russ is actually sixth yeah you know and and you know who's in seventh who Justin Herbert Herbert yeah who hasn't even played a full season true that's true well I think he missed the two first games yeah um yeah, that's right. Well, Tan- and Tanny is eighth. Mmm, Tanny. But you know um, what? Yeah, Tanny. Tanny. $26 Tanny. $26 Tanny. Saved me from the Gregor. Got chirped for it at the time. Was that a mistake, Matt? No, it wasn't. 
because uh, it did not put me in the Gregor Bowl. Um, and then we got running backs next. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Top three: Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, um, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, those are the only three guys that have been stayed healthy all year and been productive all year. Cook yeah. had that one game out. Honestly, if Nick Chubb didn't miss those four games or five games, whatever would, it was, Chubb would be up there. Chubb too. would be in there too, but I think it's those three. And defense-wise, man, you could go a lot of places. I think Miami has something crazy like 20 consecutive games with a turnover forced. So I'd probably put Miami in there, even though they've been on and off the wire. Pittsburgh has been a team that's been dominant. Uh, I think they have the most sacks by a large margin. Mm-hmm. Um, Indy. And I'd probably put Indy in there. Yeah, yeah. Indianapolis has been really good. Yeah. Um, for fan points wise, Miami is first. Okay. In- Indy is second. Pittsburgh is third, separated by two points. Oh. It- Miami has 137. Indy has 136. Pittsburgh has 135. Mm-hmm. And then fourth is the Rams. Fifth is Baltimore. Sixth is actually New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Seventh is Washington. Eighth is New England, quietly. That is very quietly. Ninth is Kansas, which quietly has never had a good defense. Yeah, you know what? They're they're a bit underrated. They're yeah. they're not bad in their secondary. And if Frank Clark and Chris Jones have good games, they get a ton of pressure yeah. on the Tampa's quarterback. Tampa's sitting tenth, so that's a good question. Yeah, real good question. Okay, well, we I don't know if we've mentioned it already, but. Uh, in the Triple F, the finals are set. Gordo yeah. pulled through. He made it to the finals of the Triple F. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. And he's taking on his former men- mentee, his former little, Robbie, made it to the finals. And Robbie wrote in with a question. Uh, and he said, it's kind of a three-parter. Uh, first off, he started with, your end-of-season thoughts on our new flex position that we introduced. Second... What's going to be your draft approach next year, if anything changes? And do you have any punishment suggestions if I happen to win? Now, I'm proposing that if this comes in from Rough Ride and Robert, or Rough Rider Rob, I think that if he does pull out the victory, he gets to change his name to Bobby Big Time whenever <laughs> he writes in. <laughs> Give a little bit of respect to his name. Yeah, put a little respect <laughs> on that name. Bobby Big Time. That's a great nickname. Bobby Big Time. It would be sick. But he has to win. Yeah. You gotta earn that nickname. Yeah. So, end of the year uh, thoughts on the new flex. I love it. I mean, I've, I've played in a league with the exact same rules. I think it's fun. Yeah, I loved it too. I really liked it because, you know what? Like, common... Like, right away, you'd think, okay, I'll start t- two quarterbacks. But sometimes, like... Sometimes it's not in your best favor. It's not in your best interest. But know? it is in your best interest to roster at least three. Exactly. Which leads to the next part of Robert's question, <laughs> which was uh, draft approach next year. I wouldn't wait till the 12th round to get my second quarterback. Yeah, you can. I'd load up a little bit earlier. But that being said, I really liked, I really liked and I really enjoyed my depth at running back this year yeah. because I was able to trade Ezekiel Elliott and still not really hurt yeah. because I had Montgomery Sanders and Drake waiting. Yeah. The, the tough thing for me, I went, I went heavy quarterback and heavy wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So I literally, I was texting Matt the other day. 
I didn't even have a running back to put in my lineup. At because, RB2. Yeah, at RB2 because um, Mostert is, got put on the IR and Rojo has COVID. So yeah. I literally, and those were my I, my only three healthy backs, inclu- and Chris Carson, who's fucking got <laughs> questionable anyway. So, but, for championship weekend, I your had, two running backs are, uh, who are you starting? Malcolm Brown. All right. Yeah, because Cam Akers is out. Yeah, Cam Akers is out. You got to hope he poaches some goal line from Daryl Henderson. I know. And, uh, and that's the thing, like, I, so I've got Chris Carson, Malcolm Brown, and then in my my wide receiver, uh, running back, tight end flex, I got Jacoby Myers still. Oh you no, know. but I wouldn't put Myers in there. But Myers had a good week last week. Yeah, but he also. What about the week before? You got his game log right there. I do. He had a good week last week. What about the one or two weeks before that? Yeah, only 47 yards. I don't know, man. Trusting Cam Newton to throw your guy the ball is really tricky at this point in the year and in this season itself. Well, I got Lynn Bowden, Kendrick Bourne, CeeDee Lamb. Um, Dude, I'd almost say Lynn Bowden has more upside than Jacoby Myers because Devontae Parker is out for sure. Uh, Their running back, Miles Gaskin, is still dealing with COVID, I believe. Even if he does come back, like... Guys don't rebound from COVID as How about as that Jalen Hurts pickup? You know? Though? That Jalen Hurts pickup is unreal. <laughs> and it's going to fucking cost me in the auction league this week. Really? Because I I got outbid for Hurts. I put a bid on him in the auction. Made the finals of the auction league. So I made one final out of my three. Um, but Chris outbid me. And Peckett is the guy I'm playing in the finals. Oh, so one. he's rolling. Peckett's rolling two finals this year. Yeah, he's nice. made two good finals. Good for him. Yeah, really good. And he just missed out on his work one, apparently. Mm, um, but yeah, he's got a he's got a stout team in the auction league. And Hertz has been, it might be a, a championship defining move totally. for sure. So this week, actually, I had uh, it's a two QB league, the auction league, and I have Deshaun, who I'll obviously start. But then I had Kirk Cousins. So I, I just outbid him by a dollar, uh, and I grabbed Baker mm. <laughs> against the Jets, man. Like, I, I think, think he has to be my QB, yeah, too. Yeah, you know what, though? I started When I started Josh Allen against the Jets, he didn't have a good good week. True, but that secondary isn't very good. That's the thing you're hoping for, yeah. right? If they shut down Chubb or Hunt or both, then Baker will be zinging it. And he's been thrown downfield a lot this year, and he's been really accurate. He actually has, in the red zone, 20 touchdowns, zero picks. No, that's good. He hadn't, thrown, he hadn't thrown a pick since like week seven. Week seven, yeah. A couple of the, it's a bit of a misleading stat because they had those three weeks where it was just piss, piss mm-hmm. and rain and shit weather. They weren't throwing anything, so a little bit inflated. Anyways, uh, any possible punishment suggestions for uh, potentially future big time uh, Bob? I mean, I don't know. Either him or myself, or like Robbie uh, or myself, have to think of one. So, and who's the punishment going to? Uh, Peyton, second year in a row. Two years in a row, man. Hey, I, I was right there, Peyton, buddy. I fucking, yeah. I've lived it. <laughs> I know what it's like, but I haven't ever had to do it two mm-hmm. years in a row. So tough go. A bit, a bit rattled at the time. Oh man, claimed I've been, claimed retirement. 
I've uh, been up has... and down, man. Mentally, I haven't been that stable through no. December because I've been all over the place. Just about cut my fucking hand off. Just reading Don't Kill Myself books. Yeah, I'm over here reading <laughs> Don't Kill Myself books. And Matt's fucking bugging me. Well, why aren't we doing the pod? Hey, hey, no, no, no. You just need kidding. to redact that. that was I bugging? I, no, I feel I was kidding. very understanding. No, I'm just kidding. I did not push anything. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just running a little mill on you. No, yeah, for um, sure. Well, Bakes is back in. He's... He said he's retiring. He's not. He's gonna yeah. stay because um, because he knows that fucking me and Robbie aren't mean guys. No, like, I joked with Gord like I was like, man, what's Robbie gonna do if he wins? Make Peyton say one compliment a day? <laughs> like <laughs> Robbie's like the nicest guy yeah, ever. Exactly, just the most the purest soul. Honestly, what <laughs> I was thinking about making Peyton doing is volunteering at the SPCA and having him clean kennels. Because that is not only <laughs> contributing to society, because I'm a big dog guy, an animal person, or cleaning fucking kitty litter boxes. I don't care. But I think he should have to go for like two weekends, maybe, like two eight hour shifts, and just clean fucking the a, SPCA. Just be an animal janitor. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's not even that bad, man. Like, you just, at least it's like. You know, helping, but it would suck, man. It would suck. I uh, hate cleaning up. Dude, 16 hours of being the Annie Janny? Oh my god. <laughs> quietly, I have two dogs. I pay somebody to clean up Ruby and Mila's dog shit. Of course you do. Dude, it's 50. I got a guy. I got a guy. It's 50 bucks a month. Okay. And it is fucking worth it. Just combs your yard. Just goes in there once a week, combs it. Perfect, and that yeah. is that is not an easy backyard to maneuver. Absolutely not, dude. Does he wear a loincloth swinging from vine to vine? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a jungle back there. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Well, uh, moving along, uh, let's let's go to Chris Kirk and Linny. He wrote in and said, "Looking back at the draft, which was each of your worst picks?" <sighs> Do you want to start or? Yeah, I had texted. Chris and asked him if I could just put one to twelve. <laughs> but um Did you go both leagues? Or just I I just thought about my my the forty okay. and um my worst pick was Le'Veon Bell at number four. And either that or George Kittle at at number two. Because I, I like was thinking that I was so smart getting him that early. Yeah. And it bit me in the fucking ass and I could have survived with a number of fucking guys. Not only did he get hurt, the games he played weren't George Kittle games. No. You know? No. So I would say Lev Bell at at fourth, George Kittle at second, but I also drafted Cortland Sutton fifth. Who was out. With, didn't play a single snap. Didn't play. So, I mean, my best pick was by far Josh Allen in the sixth round. That's right. Yeah. 100%. And then, so this is, <laughs> this is my initial, oh my God. Guess how many players I have on my team. <laughs> I would say legit two. Three. Three. Josh Allen, Adam Thielen, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Those are the only people I ended with. Unbelievable. Le'Veon Bell dropped. 
Cortland Sutton dropped. AJ Green dropped. Sony Michelle dropped. Carryon Johnson dropped. Joe Burrow dropped. Henry Ruggs III dropped. Chris Thompson dropped. <laughs> New England defense dropped. Jake Elliott dropped. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh man. No yeah. wonder I was playing for last. Fucking gut guy. We figured out earlier this week that the N4EL has been in existence for six years, and out of those six years, Gord has been in the loser bowl four times. Yep. Only lost it once, though. And zero changes to preparation. (laughs) Well, I did okay in the Flyers League two years in a row. Yeah, I know, and that's the worst part. You almost need to fail in all of them to learn your lesson. <laughs> but because you got first, because you made the finals in the Flyers in a league that you mold the rules to suit <laughs> your interest, you're just like, yeah, see, it works. Fucking showed it. <laughs> well. Uh, well, for me, uh, the fourth round was also not very kind. Mm. Uh, in the N40L, I took Cam Akers in the fourth He's good now, yeah. but before week 13, he was not good. No, he wasn't. He was terrible. Uh, so I fucking just had him taken up a roster spot for the longest time. And then in the triple, much like Gord's Kittle pick, uh, in the fourth round again, I took Kenny Galladay. Not a bad player. Had a decent season when he played, um, but he didn't play. Like, he was hurt almost all year. Mm-hmm. So... That really came to bite me uh, in the triple. The triple, really, Galladay was... I, w- I was happy with the team I drafted. I think I just got unlucky on a few matchups. I wouldn't do much different with the triple team, to be honest. Yeah, my triple team wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, seventh, I drafted Daniel Jones, thinking he was going to have a better year. Um, I took him in the 40 as well. Yeah, so I I mean, I drafted CeeDee Lamb at 10. Yeah. I drafted Emmanuel Sanders at 11th. But you know who I drafted at 12th and I never hung on to him? Mike Gusecki! <laughs> Dude, he got passed around like a fucking, like a hot plate of meat and red sauce around the table. Like he got a hot passed plate around. Of rigatoni and yeah. chicken palm around yeah, the table. Yeah, exactly. Pass the garlic bread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and Daryl Henderson at 14th. And then I drafted Derek Carr last. Fucking. And I hung on to Derek all year and I don't think I started him once. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But hey, I had him. I started Derek Carr one game this year, and it fucking killed yeah. me. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, well, we, I think you you don't have any other questions, do you? No. I got two. This one comes in from our lovely, lovely female fan, uh, close to our heart, Doris from the Crest. Boys, I can't tell you how much I've missed you. During these bleak times, listening to your voices once a week, is the highlight of my week, and it helps distract me from the negativity of this crazy world. It's been especially hard with that bastard Charles Charleston breathing down my neck every goddamn day. I guess some of my special photos and videos got leaked, and he's quite concerned as to who is filming all of my OnlyFans content. P.S. Your listeners should know that if they subscribe to my page now, slipperydoris69 forward slash OnlyFans.com, I'll take off 15% off the yearly subscription fee. Just use the code word Dirty Doris at checkout. <laughs> Anyways, enough about me. I'm so relieved that my special man Gord is healthy and on the road to recovery. If I could, I'd give him a bravery award for not only his hand injury, but for taking on the Gregor Bull yet again. <laughs> Speaking of awards, I want to know who you guys would pick to win 
the major awards in the league this year. I've left a list below. Hugs and kisses and unicorn wishes. Doris from the crest. (laughs) (laughs) So, Doris starts off with MVP. She left five, uh, five players. Who would you pick? Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson, Josh Allen, or Derrick Henry? I'm giving it to Josh Allen. I think he's taken... He is the AFC East now. It used to be Brady. Now yeah. it's Josh Allen. And he's, he's running that so shit. athletic. Yeah. And he can do it with his legs. He's fucking huge. Like, he's he could play safety, linebacker, <laughs> tight end. Yeah. He could play all those positions. It's true. He's a and, big boy. And do them well. Yeah. You know, I, I got to say it's Josh Allen. Um, you know, they're 11 and 3. Like, yeah. Gotta give it to him. Haven't been there in a while. Uh, if you're looking at like the team itself and the franchise, yeah, I think Allen's a pick. I think Mahomes is too good to ignore, though. Like he's yeah. just so consistent. And, and I mean, it's I think only some... lost one game. Yeah, true. And like I think it's so easy whenever you have a player that comes in that's so dominant, where mm-hmm. it's just you, it's easy to just like, oh well, that's what we expect of him, kind of yeah. thing. And it kind of numbs like what the, what he's actually doing on the field, like. It's crazy watching that guy play, how effortless it is, and like the things that he attempts and then makes happen. You don't see that from everyone. No. You know, so it's it's kind of like, you know, he's re- kind of redefining the position in my eyes a little bit. Yeah. And it's, I don't think we should ignore what's going on with uh, him. Uh, defensive player of the year, Doris gave us three Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, or Xavier Howard. Miami man you almost got to give it to Xavier Howard because he is playing out of his fucking mind he's playing at a a very very elite level for a cornerback that's for sure that's for sure and he's making plays you know down in the flats too like it's not like he's just fucking up in the secondary and making interception after interception he's making tackles yeah yeah he's and he's like he reads plays oh and the picks that he makes like they're highlight reel like he's had a hell of a year I think Again, Aaron Donald is just so fucking good, man. Yeah. You kind of have to just, you know, I know yeah. it's a boring answer, but Aaron Donald for me is is the guy. He's been crushing it. Offensive rookie of the year. Only two options. Justin Herbert or at Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson. I think you got to give it to Jefferson, but Herbert has had a hell of a year. Agreed. I think Herbert's had done some pretty fucking amazing things. But Jefferson, like, you look at this guy's numbers, it's insane. It can't be ignored. So, he's got the most reception yards by a rookie wide receiver in his first 12 games in NFL history. Oh. Which is nuts. Like, he's sneaking up on Odell. So, Odell had 2000... In 2014, he had 1,300. Justin Jefferson has 1,050. Anquan Bolin had 1,032. Randy Moss in 1998 had 1,014. Beckham, Bolden, and Moss all won Offensive Rookie of the Year the year they did that. He's the first rookie to be selected to the Pro Bowl since Amari Cooper in 2015. And he's only the fifth rookie wide receiver to accomplish the feat in the last 20 years, uh, including uh, Anquan Bolden again, OBJ, AJ Green, and Amari Cooper. So the guy's just crushing it. You know, no, no denying. Yeah. I think it's him. Defensive Rookie of the Year, few options here. Chase Young, Jeremy Chin, 
Julian Blackman, Antoine Winfield Jr., or Patrick Queen? I think you got to give it to Chase Young. I mean, yeah. his team being in first in the NFC East, granted it's 6-8, and eight, but um, he he is their defense. A and large, he, he yeah. is, you know, like keeping them in games. He's a large part of why they win the games. Exactly. Yeah, he's like the main reason. They had such steady, unsteady quarterback play. Their, their secondary is pretty good. They've got some good players like Fuller and Landon Collins, although he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but that defensive line dictates their wins and losses. Totally. They're crazy good, and he's the leader of that line. I think it's him too. And then I think for the most uh, contested of all of these, I guess, would be Coach of the Year. And Doris sent in Brian Flores, uh, McDermott in Buffalo, or Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Um, I think it's between Flores and Stefanski because, I mean, if you look at the teams last year and then finally when they're like implementing their systems, getting guys to buy in, they're, they're really turning it on. So I think it's almost a tie between those two because, Mm. um, Miami, I I mean, Miami, what's their record? Like eight and six? Nine, I think. Nine and five? Yeah, I'll look that up. So, I mean, everybody thought they were going to be like a five five-win team this yeah. year. Well, right? even going back two years ago when they were selling everything off for first-round picks. Totally. You know, everybody had written them off, basically. But, I mean, Cleveland's had a hell of a year, especially after their history, uh, sitting at 10 and 3. 10 and 4. 10 and 4. Yeah. Um, you know, <sighs> yeah. got to give it to Stefanski, too, man. He's finally figured out how to get that team to buy in play together yeah that's right i i just obviously they're uh miami's nine and five by the way mm. um yeah obviously like i watched the each game uh cleveland browns fan but i i think mcdermott what he did in buffalo is pretty pretty fucking impressive um but when you consider the fact that stefanski out of these three guys is the new hire coming into an organization that's been perennial losers working with a brand new gm quarterback he's never worked with doing it remotely and mm-hmm. then actually seeing it through especially after week one when you got absolutely crushed by baltimore totally. yeah uh i think there's a lot there and i think a little bit of what stefanski did there's a story floating around there and i'm sure if you look on twitter you'll find it it's about our court our fullback Andy janovich um and his story basically so stefanski going into the year talked to the men's basketball coach at vcu I don't know his name, unfortunately. Uh, But he talked about what he did with his family, and he called it the four H's. History, heroes, heartbreaks, and hopes. And he did it to start every season, where each guy would go around and talk about their history, where they came from, their heroes, their heartbreaks, and then their hopes for the season and basically their life. And Stefanski took it and adopted it with the team, and they did it through remote uh, Zoom meetings and stuff like that. And what the players by and large have said is that it showed you things about guys that you might not necessarily would have known in other situations, or depending on where you played, you wouldn't get to know that guy that mm-hmm. well. And I forget who it is. It was Joel Betonio and another player on the team, an offensive or a defensive back, I believe. And they had both lost their father early on in, in their life. And Betonio came out and said, I would never have known that with that guy because I sit in every meeting is with offensive linemen. I eat my lunch with offensive linemen. I spend my time with the offense. You know, I don't see the D a lot, but you get to know those guys on a more human level. And I think 
doing that really, you know, was the kind of Mm -hmm. brought this team together, even though they couldn't actually physically be together. So I thought that was really cool. What Stefanski did. I, you know, obviously I'm a Browns fan, but I think what that guy's accomplished and just kind of how his, he's even keel. Mm-hmm. Nothing phases him. He just rolls through, rolls with the punches, and that's what I like about Joe Judge. I think Joe yeah. Judge is going to be the coach of the Giants for a while, yeah. and uh, he commands respect. And for that type of guy, that's what you need. Exactly, and I think and commands and gives. Right, it's a give take situation. And I think the nice thing with both are both these organizations we're talking about is there's a nice um, there's a they're on the same page, front office. And head coach wise, Mm -hmm. you know, the GM is exactly has the same thought process as the coach and they mirror each other totally for so long in Cleveland. It was just fucking battles, man. Like fuck you got Freddie kitchens and Greg Williams hanging around with fucking Mm -hmm. John Dorsey, like three huge personalities or maybe two. And then Freddie's who's not ready (laughs) for anything. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just nice to know that like, this is the foundation, you know? It's it's bonus that the record is what it is, and that you know, given what's going on in Pittsburgh now, there's an actual shot at the division. But you know, like I didn't expect this in the first year, but it's just I don't know, a lot of hope in Cleveland. Whew. Okay, well this last one comes in um, from somebody in the room, um, and this happened last season. And I know I don't want to speak for him, but I will speak for him. I know he doesn't like doing this, but this question comes in from Theodore B. Water. (laughs) And he said, This is now the second time in BFB history that I've had to do this, but I know it's necessary, and please remember that it's coming from a place of love and concern. After Nigel's loss last week in the Gregor to Gordo, I just got this weird sense that left me feeling troubled. I tried to leave it be, but the feeling would not subside. I tried calling Nigel. No answer. I sent him emails that went unanswered. I had no other option than to put my technical skills to use. I channeled my inward Edward Snowden and accessed Nigel's computer and technology remotely. I know this is technically hacking, but I had to check up on our friend during these trying times. While most of what I found is pretty standard, I was quite concerned by a playlist that Nigel created shortly after his loss to Gord. (laughs) What's even more distressing is how often it has been listened to since it was created. I was able to add the songs to our soundboard, as I think his friends and our listeners need to hear it. That way we can fully realize what this man is currently going through. So he sent me the link to the (laughs) playlist, and it's entitled Nigel Allendale's Angst. Um, And it's four songs, that's it. But there's a pretty common theme. I guess Nigel really likes... Uh, Canadian pop punk. <laughs> Do you ever feel like breaking down? Do you ever feel out of place? Like somehow you just don't belong and no one understands you? Do you ever want to run away? Do you lock yourself in your room? With the radio so, set the tone right off the hop. And then he doubles up on the simple plan. Perfect. This gets really into it. Now, he doesn't stop there with the Canadian pop punk because his next song is a little bit of Sum 41. 
Great tune. Unreal. Nigel Boyd. Because it's fantasy world to stop hating. And the playlist wraps up with, uh, oh. I hope not, Nigel. Uh, and just a little, a little American pop punk. Great game. Dude, he truly does walk alone because he's by himself in Missouri. <laughs> oh, I know. It's going to suck. We got to think about a way for, for us all to be there for that punishment. But yeah. And you know what's crazy? Nigel made the A-Pool finals last year. Tough one. Tough one for it. Yeah, you know? it happens. I've been there. Lots. Well, Theodore ends with this. He just says, my question is this, guys. Can our fearless hosts call Nigel within the next couple days to just talk and get him off the ledge? Maybe send him an edible arrangement to help him get through it. I know you guys will help him, especially Huncho, given your experience in this area. Your dear friend who is always here for you if you need me, Theodore B. Water. <laughs> I asked Nigel how he's doing uh, you know, after the, the whole loss, and, and he said he's, he's conceding. And yeah. uh, I said, yeah, like Trump conceded. He said, we're recounting ballots, buddy. <laughs> he said, Nevada isn't in yet. <laughs> Dude, I sent him uh, when we played, because we played in the semis. And I uh, before the match started, I just said, hey, man, good luck today. How are you feeling? And he just sent me a gif of that New York Yankees fan throwing up all over himself in the oh, stands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, sounds good. Oh, man. Oh, baby. Well, pass it around. Pass it around. Of course, Gord came through for the Ooh. pre-rolls for everyone. Yeah, pre-rolls for him. That's right. Trying to say COVID safe here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, mm. let's start, uh, pass around the NFL with a few of the firings that happened in the last few few weeks as, as we were on a bit of a hiatus. So first of all was the Jaguars, um, who parted ways with their general manager um, and are currently looking for a new one. Uh, Dave Caldwell was let go. Here's a list of Dave Caldwell's first round picks as a Jaguars GM. Going all the way back to 2013. So 2013, number two overall, Luke Jokel. <coughs> 2014, number three overall, Blake Bortles. 2015, number three overall, Dante Fowler. 2016, number five overall, Jalen Ramsey. 2017, Leonard Fournette, number four overall. 2018, Taven Bryan, number 29. 2019, Josh Allen at number seven. And 2020... Still juries out, uh, CJ Henderson and at number nine and Kelavon Chason at number 20. But you look at that, Blake Bortles, Dante Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette, and Luke Jokel are all off the team. Exactly. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, tough one. And a guy like Blake Bortles, you know, did bring them to the AFC Championship, um, and then they didn't put the ball in his hands when he needed it. That's right. Um, oh, got her. Shit. Drop the drop the lighter. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, get get Tommy Coughlin back in there. No, <laughs> man, Tom Coughlin. You either love him or you hate him. They weren't the only franchise to part ways, uh, as the Detroit Lions let both their GM Bob Quinn and head coach Matt Patricia uh, gave them their pink slips. Um, so, as a show of appreciation. Uh, for Deshaun Watson's four touchdown game on Thanksgiving, um, what countless Lions fan did, uh, countless Lions fans did, was uh, they gave to Deshaun Watson's foundation because he was what eventually got Patricia fired. Mm. So at at the time, it was over a thousand bucks were donated to his foundation. Many fans were donating thirteen dollars uh, to his foundation because that's how many wins. Uh, Patricia had in his time as Lions coach versus 29 losses. And Watson actually came out and said he would match uh, up to a hundred of those donations. Uh, and I guess it's like a free lunch program in the Houston area, nice, which is pretty sick. Um, now you look at Matt Patricia. He took over in 2018. The Lions scoring defense has gotten worse every single season. So 2018, uh, they gave up 22.5 points per game which was 16th. 2019, they got up to 26.4, which was 26th. And this year, they're at 29.8, which is 30th in the league. Uh, just absolutely brutal. Like, Patricia, come on. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> Fucking guy. Yeah. And he wasn't the only, uh, G- <laughs> only team letting people go. Panthers just let go of Marty Herney this week, their GM. Uh, their owner came out and said, you look at successful organizations and there's a certain alignment between the head coach and GM. To think that you can just you can do that without some sort of alignment is absolutely nuts. So to not have a head coach with some input into that is stupid. Wow. So clearly, uh, hmm. yeah, trying to align it Carolina. in Carolina. Not happening. Not happening. Bunch of firings. I mean, oh, that's life. If you don't, uh, if you don't put up numbers in the NFL, you're fucking toast. Yeah, and the here. Jets is coming up right away too. I know. I know. Hmm. Um, well, the old Washington football team having a little issues with uh, Mr. Dwayne Haskins, mm. and uh, the team removed the captaincy from Dwayne, who they gave to in training camp. Um, and Mr. Haskins, uh, had a little insight from a reporter on the ground, Charles Charleston, <laughs> who, uh, got a hold of a photograph of him maskless at a strip club. <laughs> Dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, what are you doing, man? Maskless at a strip club. gets a cool 40 K fine. Uh, just got the starting job back because Alex Smith got hurt. Yeah. What are you doing? Like. Figure it out. Rightly should be taken, uh, that captaincy should be taken away. Yeah. Like, dude, you were a healthy scratch literally five weeks ago. I know. You weren't even dressing. No. And now you've got your job back. You've got something to show. If not in Washington, somewhere else. Yeah. You know? Fuck. Like, you look, San Francisco just picked up Josh Rosen. I know. You know? He could land somewhere and apprentice for a bit, but no. What a, <laughs> just such a dumb move. Figure it out. Moron. Okay, a bit of sad news. Uh, Hall of Famer Kevin Green passed away this past week at the age of 58. His uh, 160 sacks are the third most all-time and the most by any linebacker. Um, Of his 160 sacks, 97.5 of them came after he turned the age of 30. Really? Which is wild. 
uh, all-time great. Um, it's the third most by a player since individual sacks became an official stat in 1982. He's behind fellow Hall of Famers Bruce Smith, who had 200 on the nose, and Reggie White, who had 198. Crazy. Pittsburgh legend. Yeah, steel curtain. Yeah, and just everybody that spoke about him, just positive, awesome dude. He was a coach for a few years. Um, yeah, tough loss. Um, there's also uh, the story of Rigoberto Sanchez, the punter for the Indianapolis Colts, who uh, they found a cancerous tumor um, in his body. So he he took a leave of absence from the team, obviously. Uh, he had surgery, and legit two weeks after his surgery, uh, lined up and was back in uniform. Crazy. Just a remarkable story, uh, and it looks like everything's on the up and up for him. So. Yeah. Positive vibes. You boots for the kid this week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's right. Um, well, your bad boy, you know, TikTok boy. <laughs> Not a bad boy. Juju. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking he K-pop is a really boy. nice guy. Yeah, a K pop boy. He's on TikTok. Come on. Um he's he's kind of kind of under the gun here a little bit. And yeah. he's been dancing on people's logos like crazy. Which I mean it's I don't know, it's tough. You don't want your logo to get danced on, don't put it in the middle of the field. At the yeah. same time though, you're asking for it, you know, when you're doing that shit. You're asking for it. And the Steelers have lost three in a row to yeah. sub-500 teams. Yeah, big time. So they lost to Washington, they lost to Cincy, and who did they lose to the week prior? Buffalo. Buffalo. Buff- above. Oh, Buffalo's yeah. above yeah, 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. But to lose to Cincy and Washington, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, exactly. All you're doing is giving extra motivation. Totally. And did, you, see, much did you get popped last game? Dude, Von Bell legit the week before said, if you come into our house dancing on our logo... You're going to get hit. And he's the guy that fucking popped him. Yeah. You know, Shane, I was texting with Shane today. He's like, can't wait to tune into the pod and hear your conspiracy theories about Ben going and whispering into Von Bell's ear that he was going to throw that pass so you could fucking line Juju up. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, oh, buddy, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the fact that Ben can't throw for more than three yards. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, Fuck. And yeah, Big Ben subsequently called uh, an offense only meeting. Talk to the boys before the playoff run. Yeah, well, recently he was uh, there. He was asked what his thoughts were on uh, people on the outside saying that he's done, and his quote is, "I don't blame them. When you play like poo, you deserve to be talked about like that. That's on me. I need to be better." <laughs> poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just wild and like. Something about Juju. So he came out today and he said, for the betterment of myself and my teammates, I'm going to stop dancing on the logos. Like he said, I'm going to stop doing it. But here's a fun fact about Juju. He has more TikToks, 95, than receiving yards in a single game this season. Because he only had 93. Oh my God. So where are your priorities, Juju? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Here's a story that only would involve Bill Belichick. So a few weeks back, the Pats punt returner, uh, his name's Gunnar Olaszewski, or Olaszewski. Anyways, he returned one to the house, 70 yards. So the story about how he became a Patriot is fucking ridiculous. He had never played football in his life when Bill Belichick met him at Bass Pro Shops, working as a cashier, and asked him to come try out for the team. Shut up. Made the team. 
Now he's a punt returner. No way. Bass Pro Shots. Swear to God. That's wild. Nuts. How? Bill wanted him. He must have had a lean frame. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny, slight. Yeah, slight guy. Um, over the over our little hiatus, there was uh, a lot of comparisons between Megatron and DK that came out. And a lot of it stemmed from an incident that happened between the Eagles and the Seahawks before the game even started. I'll let DK explain it a bit. Coming home, uh, you know, a place that had a chance to draft me, but... No, they didn't, so, um, you know, I got to make them pay. You know, I still got work to do. Um, one of the defensive coaches came up to me, and it kind of made me mad that he was like, um, you know, I was I was in Detroit with uh, Megatron, but you're not there yet. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm not trying to be Megatron. I'm trying to be me. So, um, you know, I had, had a little uh, chip on my shoulder the whole game. Was that Jim Schwartz? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> but dude what are you thinking going and motivating a player before you play them yeah but when you actually look at the the comparison between the two a dk is the fastest player in seahawks history to a thousand reception yards it just took his 11th game uh in one season um but if you look at megatron against metcalf in their first 27 games johnson had 95 catches dk's got 116 johnson had 1662 yards DK's got 1,939, and Johnson had 11 touchdowns. DK's got 16. Hmm. So when he said, don't even compare me to him, hey, he's yeah, got a little bit yeah. of weight to it, you know? And the best thing was somebody tweeted that whole thing out, and DK responded on his Twitter account with the uh, Michael Jordan meme from The Last Dance, and he <laughs> said, and I took that personally. Because <laughs> he just torched the Eagles after. Fuck. You have anything else for uh, Pass It? Um, well, Charles Charleston actually sent in a second thing Ooh. because he, he's all over the place. And I mean, he's, uh, he's that a, guy is running ragged. Exactly. He's a workaholic. Has to be right um, now. It's spiking. But Deshaun Watson also got a fine mm. for him and six other Houston players going to an event at the opening of his restaurant. Now, I've been to a lot of restaurants. Hmm. This one looked more like a donair shop. <laughs> and Not I know this because Edmonton has <laughs> like have you heard the stat on Edmonton's donair yeah, shops? It's like the only one close is like Halifax, right? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's how nuts. many more shops Dude, like there's, Edmonton there's... has it's like it's like almost more than all of Canada combined. It's like, like there's that. cities where they don't even know what you're talking about when you're no. talking about Donaires. No. You can legit drive three blocks. Find yeah. A new one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Swiss. Try Ooh. the rest. You're at the best. <laughs> but, you know, it's just funny. He gets fined a slap on the wrist, 7500 bucks. Yeah. And he's not even willing to put that much into his charity. Wild. <laughs> come on, Deshaun. Yeah, come on, Deshaun. Jeez. Get that money. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the Man of the Year nominees were announced. Uh, so each team submits a player. Uh, and, you know, so a few prominent names on the list. Miles um, Garrett was the Cleveland Browns uh, nominee. Dalvin Tomlinson was the Giants one. Uh, Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. You know, some fantasy relevant guys. But nothing more could be more Jets than this. The Jets, Walter Payton and the Man... Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominee is Pierre Desir, who they cut a month ago. Oh my god. <laughs> what? 
Jet's gonna jet. Yeah. How? I don't know. They nominated a guy that's not even on their active roster. Wow. Fucking wild. Um, speaking of other nominations, Pro Bowl announcements were uh, Pro Bowl selections were announced. Uh, the Chiefs, Packers, Ravens, Seahawks all tied. They had seven players each nominated. And every year, there's always talk about omissions. Uh, one big one, hotly contested on Twitter, uh, was the tight end position in the NFC, which went to Evan Ingram. Yeah, strangely enough. Instead of uh, baby baby Kittle. Robert Tanyan. Robert Tanyan. Uh, a couple other big omissions, James, Ro- James Robinson. I thought he might have got in instead of uh, Josh Jacobs. DeForest Buckner of the, of the Indianapolis Colts. Roquan Smith, and then J.C. Jackson, who has something like 10 picks hmm. as uh, Patriot safety. Um, and we will end. Do you have anything else for Pass It? No, we're good. Okay, I got three quick hitters. So Landry and uh, Peters, there's an incident between the two. Peters spit at Landry. Peters is a trash human. We all know this. Um, it all stemmed from Landry commenting on the post when he got traded from L.A. to Baltimore. Landry wrote perfect underneath the announcement of the trade. OBJ also commented on it. Peters is a pussy. He wouldn't have done it to Landry's face. He waited until he was turned around and spat at him. Mm-hmm. He got a $7,000 fine out of it. Bitch. Um, Will Fuller and Bradley Roby, both of the Texans, are suspended for the rest of the year because of PEDs. Mm-hmm. And possibly the best story, uh, the Chargers offensive lineman, Forrest Lamp, has signed an endorsement deal with Lamp Plus, a lamp company. <laughs> no. And his first signature lamp is called the Forest Sequoia. A forest lamp from Forest Lamp. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Look at the picture, man. He's like... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Forest Lamp lamps, baby. Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, shit. Well, we earlier this evening, we interviewed our good buddy C-Rob, mm-hmm. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, so we're going to toss that interview next, and uh, I think it was an awesome one. Oh, it was good. Thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, the boys will enjoy Guys it. Guys and natural, he's coming for our jobs. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll catch you in a couple minutes here. Wow, making his annual appearance on the Christmas Epi of the Pod, connecting with us on the lighted up hotline from somewhere on this globe, is Mr. Worldwide, a.k.a. The Banya, a.k.a. Mr. 305, a.k.a. Armando Christian Perez, a.k.a. Milwaukee's Best. Welcome back to the show, C-Rob. Boys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. AKA. It's not like it. It's not like it, it usually is. I'd like to be there. Oh, uh, I know. With you, but uh, that's okay. COVID times, I guess. Yeah, we can't. COVID Commander uh, Charles, Charles Charleston would be all over the studio. <laughs> well, I mean, I I ripped by and he was sitting out front there waiting for me, so I had to come back to my place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had AHS on the dial. Exactly. <laughs> but the funny thing about the COVID mobiles, they have to put a twenty foot flag off the back of their pickup, not. A, <laughs> And not a 10-foot one like the photo radar. Oh, those bastards, yeah. And, 
<laughs> Probably saw my big red Milwaukee truck coming too. So oh exactly. yeah, that's exactly. right. Well, it's uh, it's good to have you on, buddy. Miss ya. Haven't seen you in yeah. a while, but um, you uh, you calling in from the your house or the family farm? No, I'm actually uh, in between right now. I'm actually calling in from the uh, the red the big red machine. It's my home office. Oh, right now. oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've been. I've been working on a rental. Bought a, bought another house. Working on a rental, and uh, decided I'd come outside and sit out here for a few minutes and have a beer and chit chat with you guys. Nice. Where it's a little bit quieter. So from the home office. Yeah, you're right. From you know, we can't. Office. We can't hear you quite well. Usually, when we have call-in guests, yeah. it's a little bit. Soft. Sounds like it's through a stud can yeah. and a string. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Bluetooth in here is pretty good, boys. Nice. Oh, beauty, hands-free. Nice. Um. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, C-Rob, you know, Maddie had all those nice names for you. I was going to say, a.k.a. Black Dog Pint Chucker, too. But, <laughs> oh, uh, Pint Chucker. Uh, a.k.a. Patio Smoker. Uh, a.k.a. AKA shirt AKA Ripper. Sneak, sneak a pint out in my jacket. <laughs> yeah, those are the good old days, eh, buddy? Uh, I know, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a life we don't live anymore, my man. No, usually I'm in bed by 8.30, so I can't even think about those days anymore. <laughs> oh, fuck. But when things open up, we'll have a boys' night <laughs> exactly. at Black Dog, that's yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah that definitely will. I think hopefully it's not the same bouncer, because the last time we were there, he said he'd remember me. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably just remembered our stink, because we went there straight oh, yeah. from oh, hockey. yeah, no And then no showers. <laughs> Ooh, oh, God. Eight of us. Yeah. <laughs> just awful, hey? Like, oh. that, just the worst. Yeah, whatever. That's we right. we were there to drink, not for anything else. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's you know, true. Actually, just practicing our shot put for the beer Olympics. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and uh, and you're just having a low key Christmas with with your lady, or that, that's it, boys. Yeah, low yeah. key. Uh, we're doing the two family thing here, so I get to see my parents, and then. Uh, spending time with her parents nice. that's pretty much it according to uh according to um the rules so old that's all we'll be doing according to old dina dean yeah dina yeah well maybe go for a skate though i heard that the uh the river valley oval there i heard it's open so it might go uh might go rip around a little bit you guys should uh you guys should go to the rundle one man it's a freezeway all through the park it's sweet yeah really yeah. yeah, it's the exact oh, same as Victoria. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like Victoria, but it ha- it's bigger. It's way bigger. Like, you go, like, you know, through, not obviously the whole park, but quite yeah. a substantial. Like, even to skate to where the shinny nets are, it's, yeah. like, probably a five-minute full skate. Oh, decent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's wow. sweet. I definitely have to do that then. Yeah, just sure. uh, considering uh, considering I kind of consider myself a North Side guy now. Being uh, I work at Clairview Home Depot, so there you <laughs> go. I feel like I've, I feel like I've started adopting the North North Side here. Home so. base for uh, all three of us. Us handyman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the handyman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Hey, hey! Oh, I built a privacy screen this this summer. He did. Uh, well, I was present for it, but it, you know. Well, I mean, I saw you picking up some mulch or something too that one day. Oh yeah. So you were doing something yeah oh, the grind never stops i've been learning <laughs> been learning from my buddy well, well yeah exactly um we don't really have any specific questions for you we kind of talked about that before maybe just how to maybe let the listeners know how your fantasy season went 
Um, how year two went? Year sophomore two. Sophomore year. Yeah. How'd year you two, feel about it? Year. Any new? Well, any I can like? Say... Sorry, sorry. Go for keep... it. So go ahead. Well, I just said like anything that you changed from year one to year two, or like, <laughs> or <laughs> that you're gonna change from year two, maybe to year three. <laughs> well, that one I can answer pretty quickly. From year one to year two, I didn't have Matt constantly helping me all the time. So, uh, well, that's not entirely true, but hey. so that's something that I, that I might. I'm going to try to change for year three. Um, but yeah, the fantasy season was pretty good. It was a nice, uh, it was a nice break to have something to, to look forward to other than hearing COVID news all the time. Totally. Although I will say that, um, I wasn't able to draft my team as everybody knows I had to auto draft. Yeah. Uh, auto drafted almost every single injured player that plays football. So that was great. I looked at my lineup after after the draft, and I considered shooting myself. Just I didn't really know what to do. Red. So yeah, a sea yeah. of red, a sea of red, outs, cues, yeah. irs, <laughs> yeah. a lot of irs. Yeah, I, gee, I, I couldn't I couldn't load up my ir or my bench anymore. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, but uh, I, to be honest with you, as the season progressed, I kind of realized that almost everybody is probably going through the same thing. Like if you weren't waking up in the morning checking your roster to make sure that either you you know your your roster was set with guys who could actually play that yeah. weren't out for COVID or you know some random injury that came up or whatever, you know, um, it's interesting because like yeah, I think almost every team in fantasy got hit with football, yeah, hit with injuries <laughs> in the league this year. You know what football I mean? Football in the growing Hans Molman style. <laughs> yeah, they got hit in the groin with a football. Um, except, like, I looked into it, and in the 40, if you look at Andrew's team, he had zero injuries, I think. Like, zero games his, his first, yeah, that's nuts. His, like, that's nuts. It's insane. Like, his first seven or eight draft picks had zero injuries this year, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he's in the finals in the... Uh, in, in the, the 40, yeah. so you know, like it's a direct correlation, man. Big time, big time. If you can avoid that, but it's like, so. how do you, like, in all honesty, though, like at, at the start of the year, how do you plan for that? Like, you can't. There's no, no way that you you have any. No, you can't. This. You... It's just extremely lucky, right? Yeah. Well, in in the year where they didn't have any preseason, especially, you know, it ramped up a little bit, but uh, or a lot bit, but I don't know. Like, you, you can't predict that McCaffrey is going to have three separate injuries throughout last, the last year. year he didn't miss a game yeah and it's just I, like I the guy couldn't get a break unreal. well yeah. i mean it, it, even look at barkley right like yeah it was a it was a weird year for a lot of guys um but uh it, it made it interesting like there's definitely you start scrolling through the wire and you start like looking at obscure you dive into obscure tweets and okay well, who is this guy and like <laughs> what's this guy all about and yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely did a lot of that this year. Just picking up players like, "Hey, Maddie, what do you think of this guy? And like, yeah. Who the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What um, what did you end up in, uh, dude? This the... year, zero. Like, what place did you end up in? Seventh. Well, right now, yeah, I finished seventh. So that was uh, that. There's actually a good story to that. So I put together a small little run near the end. I like a couple, a couple game winning streak. And it was actually looking like I was going to make the playoffs. And I sent Maddie a text, I think it was like Saturday nights, like three weeks ago. And I was like, hey, man, like top six, make the playoffs, right? And Matt's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you fucker. Like you're, 
you look like you're getting in. Yeah, well... Sunday's... Yeah. Sunday rolls around, and, yeah. you know, it's looking pretty good. I think I woke up Tuesday <laughs> almost assured that I had made the playoffs. Yeah. And I see Maddie's fucking... <laughs> Sixth place. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just snagged it. Well, there was four of us going in for one spot. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. And it was tight. It yeah, was tight. it was really tight. And like you won your matchup, Nick won his matchup, and the only other guy that was had the same record was Clark, and I beat him. So then yeah. it came down to points four. And my team just I forget who it was. It was one guy on Monday night that just had a monster Monday night. He just mm-hmm. kept getting points. And that was the difference because I, I ended up getting like 15 or 20 point difference was, nice. was what yeah. it came down that's to. So, that's so But minute. it's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, um, well, it just brings back memories of like the two weeks previous to Matt and I's head-to-head where I lost to him by a stat correction by point one eight points or something. Man, so, so that's crazy. So he, there's there was two wins by stat corrections this year in the – in the triple F. In the triple, yeah. I've never who, seen that before. Who was the other one? Johnny and Bacon. Yeah, Johnny pulled it out. Went to sleep on Monday night thinking he lost. Woke up Tuesday with a win. Yeah, Jeez. no better feeling. No better feeling. I personally have never had it Trust go either me, way I, for me. I know. <laughs> but and that's funny. You know what's funny about that too is I played Schmiller last week and I was looking pretty good on Sunday. It was I, Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Anyways. I, I went to bed that night like, yeah, I've got one guy left in the lineup. I just need, like, three points to beat him. Ends up being Connor, and then he's done. Out. Yeah. So I get up. I'm like, oh, perfect. Who am I going to – who do I who do I pick up off the wire? And Magnus Sanders. And yeah, I didn't win, needless to say. So. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I just thought of is uh, when you said, yeah, I've been scrounging the wire and picking up players. Who was the fucking – Atlanta Falcons receiver that you picked up. Oh man, what's his name? Uh, starts with an O. Oh, oh yeah, Ozakius or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, Ozakius or yeah, 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 yeah. Ozakius. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his first. Yeah, name. he's like, what do you think about this pickup, Maddie? <laughs> I was like, I don't know who Ozakius is or yeah. whatever his name is. And you, and then you you kept him for a week or something like that. Yeah, I, I did. I had a couple guys actually. This, this year that that happened, I picked up somebody else. I'm trying to think because there's been so many. I've been pushing that. Uh, I'm getting Gore to run for his money. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that one this year. Oh, you most, did. Most moves on the wire. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I, I figured I would. So yeah. Uh, I picked up somebody last week, though. It was like last week or two weeks ago, and they end up, ended up going out and putting up like 12 or 13 fantasy points. And then I, I, I ended up dropping him before the game and mm. picking up somebody else who got nothing. Was so, it that that guy Chad Hansen? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's Chad it was, Hansen, yeah. the Texans receiver, man. He's yeah. for anybody looking for a desperation in the championship league, stick him in. Yeah, yeah. Well, Deshaun well, likes I mean, him. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna be looking for something because, well, I mean, at this point now, it doesn't matter. I'm not. No. I'm not gonna be doing any sort of uh, punishment, so. I don't um, really care where I, where I finish now. Chad Hansen caught a tutty this week, too. Yeah. And um, what's the guy from Red Zone's name? Rick, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. And yeah, he's yeah. like, old boy Hansen just caught one from the Texans. <laughs> like, he's so pumped, man. Like, okay, Chris. Like, quad box, Man, baby. you know what happens? Like, whatever happens if Chris is sick? 
on a Sunday. You know what is crazy is that in the States, depending on who you subscribe to, you either get Chris Hansen or you get Andrew Siciliano. Oh, really? As your Red Zone host. So maybe they would just go... They would... Across the globe, one guy. Yeah, huh. Siciliano, yeah, yeah. known Browns fan, beauty, beauty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I also wanted to say too, like just with the waiver wire, I um, I I was really hating the tight end. I mean, I, it's pretty obvious fact. I I'm not a big fan of the tight end position. Hey, Amen. Um, take him to church, Chris. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I uh, no no I actually and. I gotta say this, like, I've really been digging, Logan Thomas has been killing it for me, and the tight end position has actually been putting up points for me. Hey man, I got Logan in the 40, and I've, I've, he's been bounced around a few teams, but everything always comes back. Yeah, asset management. Figured it out, right? Finally figured it out. Did you know he was a quarterback in college? Uh, I was reading that somewhere, I didn't, like, fully know that before. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you guys. Obviously, I'm not a huge NFL guy, right? Uh, we You're still, learning, I got, the fan, I got into the fantasy league, and I'm and I'm enjoying it. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of crazy stories. It's nuts, man. Like, and I think like they drafted him uh, with the idea to convert him. But this is, I think, his second or third team because he yeah. bounced around. Like they he just wasn't getting it. But for some reason, this year he's kind of put it all together. And like, man, if know. he keeps figuring it out, he could be. In a position that needs stars, he could be a star, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. a dependable one. <clears throat> well, and he's putting up like, man, he's putting up fantasy points. Like the last, I think, three weeks, I want to say he's put up more than 10 fantasy points, which is pretty good for, you know, and, tight end. Did that con- in TPR, yeah. He has right. been. Yeah, he has did, been good. Did that continue, though, with uh, Dwayne? Yeah, he had, a, quarterback? he had a good week last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had a good week last week, yeah. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, because I started him in the 40. Um, and yeah, he got last week, uh, 14 points for the kid. Yeah, it was a good week. And then I think it was either two or three weeks ago. Um, I actually, I dropped him because I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. I can't remember who he's playing, but it was a, it was a bad, it was a, it was a tougher defensive matchup. And I picked up Gasecki. Gasecki. And, uh, he, he killed it for me. He got like 20 fantasy points. But yeah. Thomas. Thomas put up like twenty as well that week, so uh, probably should have just hung on to him, right? Well, that's that's all right. Yeah, he had a good week against Pittsburgh, and then he had a bit of an off week against San Fran in Week fourteen. Um, yeah, which is funny, right? Like but, San Francisco's defense has been pretty shitty this year, so yeah. So what are you saying? You're on the tight end train now. Well, big tight end guy. I mean, I don't want to say that I'm like on the tight end train, but I'm kind of on the tight end train. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, you'll never meet a guy that's more optimistic than me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm optimistic that this group bounces back next year because there are some good players in there. Yeah, there are. It's just a consistency. Hey, just to bring it up, because I thought this was an interesting one too. What do you guys? How, what are you guys' thoughts on? And I'll use them as an example, like. Taysom Hill in certain leagues was eligible as a tight end. Yes. Or a quarterback. I love it. I love yeah, it. I've, you, I've done guys, it before. Is there a, uh, is there a chance we should spitball this idea and maybe, uh, cause I know commission, I know commission Gord is into oh. changing things. Gord and he has a bit yeah. of a, an open mind. Gord would do that. I think, though, that comes down to the actual program. It comes to the, like, down yeah. to the app. ESPN yeah. and Yahoo would have to do it. 
Yeah. Right. Thankfully, right, right. it's out of Gordon's Oh yeah, hands. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay. Jalen Samuels is my example, <laughs> and I had James Conner that year. Jalen was he? Jalen was essentially like the third stringer, but you could start him in the tight end or running back. And I started him in the tight end position. It was fucking horseshit. (laughs) I hated it. But flip side, earlier this year, old Maddie got cute and put Kendall Hinton, quarterback slash wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, in at my wide receiver spot. Now, at this point, I was already, my, my fate was sealed. I was going to the B pool. So I thought, wow, whatever, shot in the fucking dark. If I can get quarterback points in the wide receiver spot, yeah, and the guy did nothing, he no, was terrible. He got like so, less than yeah. five points. You know, it can it can work out at times. And Other then times it can shoot you the foot, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, like I don't foresee it happening a lot. Not a lot of hybrid guys out there, no. but I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And if you if yeah. you're hey, power to you if you're the guy that grabs them and you're able to. You know, to weasel fandang- that, why yeah, not? fandangle the system a bit. Go for it, right? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Well, should we jump into Chris's segment? Yeah, Chris. Chris came bringing gifts. <laughs> exactly. I did, yeah, I came in with some gifts. Um, do you, Do you guys like have like a intro to this, or can I just like this is a sub segment to Gord or Dick Simple Stats, but I like to call it sub segments is Mister Worldwide Trivia. Um. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't know. I, Ted, I, Ted's had a busy week. <laughs> I do have an oh. I do have an intro. Um, but I uh, I just got to pull it up here. But this is this was our this was our trivia our trivia theme intro. Yeah, always, always and forever. As of three weeks ago, <laughs> four weeks ago. And that's the Family Feud oh, intro. Baby. The yeah. Beverly Family yeah. Feud. Yeah. Love it. The Steve Harvey version, not the not the Jerry D version. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Steve Harvey version's a better way to go. <laughs> well, boys, on this fantastic special edition Christmas episode, I have some trivia questions for you. Uh, I've only got about five or six of them. Okay. So we'll uh, I'll put them out there and you guys uh Give me your best answers. Okay. okay. I'm in. I like it because now I get to answer some questions. Yes. <laughs> well, some, don't I get ahead of like, yourself. <laughs> I, feel like one or two of these, I feel like one or two of these questions have probably been asked, but uh, we'll just we'll just go with them anyways. Okay. All right. Here we go. Question number one. Who is the NFL's all-time leader in field goals made? Hmm. Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri. Vin- yeah. Vinatieri. Um... Correct. Do you know how many he made? Ooh. Oh, I'm going to say he played like almost 20 seasons. I'm going to say... On two really good teams. I'm going to say like 800 or something like uh, that. I'll say how many he made total? 20 years? Yes. Yeah, I'll say... I'll go higher. I'll go 1,100. 582 boys. Oh man. Oh, damn. What, fucking slacker. You know what? Yeah, get on it. I was actually going to say 600, but I Okay, I, yeah, all right. <laughs> I was going to say 550. <laughs> okay, question number 2. Uh a bit of a like a preface to this. Do you guys know what the Lambo leap is? 
Of course. Yes, of course. All right, perfect. Who is credited with the first ever Lambo Leap? Fuck. Man, that's a tough one because it's got to be some guy. I don't think it's super old, but I don't think it's super new. So I don't think like a guy like Dorsey Levens is old enough for it but i don't know if i know my 80s packers well enough no i i to go into that okay so i'll I'll give you a bit of a hint let's it's not 80s 90s yes oh oh um okay well then uh freeman gordy i don't know i'm gonna take a pass (laughs) it was it was Packers safety Leroy Butler. Oh, Leroy. Against the Raiders, December 26, 1993. Really? Oh, shit. Wow. First one. On like a on, First a, one. on a pick six or a fumble recovery? First one's a defensive one. He's fucking just fucking with our mind tonight. That's a good question. That's a great <laughs> trivia question. Yeah, Leroy Butler, 93. Wow, good for him. All right. Gordy, I'm really hoping on this next question that your first answer... Is the one I hope that it will be. Okay. So question number three. Name five of seven players who have rushed for over 2,000 yards in a single season. Um, for over 2,000? Yes. Uh, Emmett Smith? No. So, sorry, phrase this again because I would have guessed Emmett Smith. Can you, re- can you repeat the question? <laughs> Name five... Of seven players, seven players total have done this, who have rushed for over 2,000 yards in a single season. In a single season, okay. Emmett Smith has never done it? I guess not. No. O.J. Simpson. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Gordon. Oh, man. Okay, can I have a few cracks? Uh, I'll go go. Adrian Peterson. Correct. Barry Sanders. Yes. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson. No. Oh, and uh, has De- did Demarco Murray do it? No. Edron James. No. Damn it. Um. Hmm. Okay, don't don't tell us anything. I want to keep I want to keep thinking here. I feel so like we've named how many? Four of them. I feel like so there's got to be a newer guy who has also done it. You uh, guys have yeah. You've named four, and I will say oh. that Adrian Peterson is the most recent to do it. AP is the most recent to do it. Chris Johnson. Yes. yes. Fuck right. Hmm. Mm, you shitting me? You shitting me? <laughs> okay, so that's four? Really? Yeah, I'm... you guys, you've got three left. I also want to say that OJ was the first to do it. OJ. First to do a lot of things. Hmm. Yes. Um... <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of OJ, have you guys seen the new Bronco? It's that, sick. It is nice. Yeah, it's it awesome. is, man. It's super. Yeah, nice. I really like but it. But the only thing I'm con- I'm wondering about is if the top comes off at the windshield or behind the front seats. Mm. Because I'm a big windshield guy, like a first gen blazer. Yeah, the wind the windshield would be nice if it did. Yeah. So the first gen blazers, the very first ones, and the second generation ones came off at the windshield and they were fucking gangster like my red truck okay that's the body style of it it looks just like my red truck but it's convertible 
and you can fucking bolt down a bench seat in the back and have the boys cruising around. Oh, man. How sick would that be? That would be so sick in the summertime, too. Oh, man. But Broncos are crazy expensive. Like, for a nice one or just like a regular driver, they're like 45 grand. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, well, I will admire from afar. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's three other running backs that three, are not. Three more boys. Oh, three Curtis more. Martin. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna take some shots in the dark here. It's Marshall Falk. No. Really? Wow. Arian Foster. No. <laughs> oh, Priest Holmes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, let's I, hear the last. I three. honestly don't know. I'm gonna give you guys. So you guys guess OJ. Yeah. yeah. Chris Johnson. Yeah. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And Jamal Lewis. No, we no. didn't mention him. Former okay, sorry. Browns legend. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you all of them, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. OJ. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Oh. Okay. Chris Johnson. Yeah. Eric Dickerson. Oh yeah. LA Rams. Yeah. Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and Jamal Lewis. Jamal hmm. Lewis. Peterson being the most recent. AP being the most recent. Most recent, yeah. With 2097. And then OJ was the first to do it with 2003 yards. Crazy. Nice. That was a great question. Question four. What is the name of the Cowboys mascot? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one because I was like, oh, man, everybody knows the guy's name, but nobody knows his name. Okay, what is he? He's a legit cowboy with a hat? Yeah. Okay. Like, think... Like, wrestling. Oh. um, Like, wrestling. Stone Cold. No. Hmm. Fuck. I was gonna say, like, John Wayne or something like that. No. Or Pokey. Rowdy. 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 Oh, that's not a bad name. That's not bad at all. Uh, okay question five now this one i found really interesting um i think the i think the number one answer is pretty obvious uh but it is very interesting oh no pressure what (laughs) what school has produced the most pro football hall of famers Mm. um hall of famers i'm gonna go with alabama i'll go i'll go with um fuck um, I'll go with Michigan. No, so Michigan has produced nine. Um, fourth, they're in fourth place. Okay, is it Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Really? Yeah. Thirteen. Fuck. US, USC has produced twelve, and Ohio State has produced ten. Interesting. Crazy. Where did Alabama yeah, I, fall on that list? I uh, I don't actually have the information. Didn't even I make. It. Didn't even make it. I, I thought Alabama. Bama's more current. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta remember, Forrest Gump used to play for Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) I was a run (laughs) man. Look at that boy go. (laughs) That's my all-time favorite movie. It is a great... That's a great film. Yeah. Actually, uh, I read a little trivia thing about that. I'll save that one for last, though. Okay. I have a little trivia one for Forrest Gump. Nice. Uh, Question six. Name the player... Who played on three consecutive Super Bowl championship teams? 
Can um, we get a hint? No, offense or defense? I know this. I think I know this too, but I think it's a defensive player. I'm going to say he's a linebacker. Yeah, okay, I think I know. I'll let Gord think of his guess. Is And it's recent, isn't it? It's 90s. I'm gonna get. I'll, I'll give you the. I'll give you the Super Bowls as another hint. Super Bowl 27, 28, and twenty nine. Yeah, I got my answer locked in, ready to go. Twenty seven, twenty eight, and twenty nine. So that's eighties. No, I think I. Uh, no, that would be nineties. I think. I think I know who it is. I might. You want me to guess? Yeah, go for it. My my guess is Charles Haley. No. No? He No. <laughs> not okay. The years he played for Dallas followed by San Francisco, it wasn't yes. him? It's Ken Norton Jr. Ken Norton Jr. Oh. Same thing though. Yeah. He played for both franchises. God damn it, he I did. got the wrong yeah. linebacker. <laughs> oh. Ken Norton Jr. Man, see, I thought I thought like Martellus Bennett had done it recently, or somebody like in the. 2000s. I think he was close. I think he did too. Oh, I think okay. he went Seattle, New Seattle, England, New England. Yeah, yes, how, crazy, how crazy is that to be in three consecutive? And he won them be, all. Yeah, that like that. That's nuts. Yeah, two different teams. Huh. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, this is a fun one. Question seven. Uh, this one's also a bit controversial because some people don't think that he is the highest rated, um, but he actually is. Who is the highest rated player slash, I'll say, quarterback on Nintendo's Tecmo Super Bowl? Hmm. <laughs> the hi- Why did you say quarterback? Because they line him up under some- center? So, no, because some people say that he's actually just the highest rated quarterback. Because there is one other player in the game who isn't higher rated but rated the same. Oh. So you, some people are like, well, he's not the highest rated player. Okay. It doesn't I, matter. I think it's Bo Jackson. No. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a quarterback, right? It's a, it's a QB, yeah. I thought it was a running back that was so good <laughs> that if you put him at quarterback, he was no. out. He had a better overall than all other quarterbacks. I, mean, I don't know, like Brett Favre? Brett George. No. This one, this one's pretty funny, actually. It actually has a bit of a cool backstory to it. So the quarterback in the game is is called QB Eagles. The fuck? Based on, based, based on the player or QB, Randall Cunningham. Oh. The reason he wasn't allowed to go by his name is that Cunningham was actually not a part of the uh, NFLPA's marketing agreement, so they had to put him in there under a pseudonym. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's wild. It's a like, it's a really unfair trivia question, but it's yeah. a very interesting information. <laughs> <laughs> to admit. I uh, I saw it and I was like, "That's a good one. I got to throw that one in." There. Uh, okay, eight because I just read this. The this is the Forrest Gump thing. Okay, um, it's kind of a bit dark actually. So <laughs> they they so they nobody really knows what Jenny died died of. She just mysteriously died. Do you guys know? What Jenny, or what caused Jenny's death? I'm going to go with AIDS. I always assumed it was AIDS as well. Yes. So most people did. However, the author actually came out and said she wrote another book. Uh, it was Hep C. Oh, really? From all the drug use. Hmm. I didn't know that could kill you. Right? Interesting. 
Wow. Just, I just read it, so I thought I'd share it with you guys. Fun fact, uh, most of the boys in the N40L went to high school with with a gal whose dad was one of the leading researchers and developers for the hep C vaccine. Really? No yeah. Way. Yeah, he's currently right. at the U of A, huh. uh, U of A hospital research oh, yes. facility. Another another fun fact, since we're on, I'm on the pod with you guys, um, Gordo. <laughs> Yo. Gordo, you are... Uh, you're playing the championship, aren't, are you not, in the Triple F? I am, me and Robbie. That puts you at two years in a row, I believe. It does. It does. It does. The BFB seems to just be churning out the uh, the championship caliber fantasy managers, well, doesn't it? Have, uh, have, have you heard how <laughs> Gord did in the N40L? <laughs> doesn't matter. Let's ride the high note here, boys. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, fuck. Shit, man, that trivia was amazing. Was I really, I thoroughly hard, enjoyed man. that. It was tough. It yeah. was tough for sure. It's not. I, it's uh, definitely not I'm simple. Jack stats. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you boys enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I took a few guesses at it and didn't get any of them right. So uh, you guys did better than me. Well, Ken Norton Jr. Ken Norton Jr. Yeah, that's good. Um, Currently a defensive coordinator in the league. I forget with who though. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Yeah, See, Rob, missed you in studio, of course, but you know, times are times, right? Yeah, times are times. I uh, don't worry. I'll go inside now and pour myself a real stiff rum and coke. Mm. That's mostly going to be rum. Perfect. Not too much coke. Nice, <laughs> nice. Just for color. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just it's just for color. Yeah. Well, have an awesome vacation, man, or holiday, Thanks, guys. I should say. And, have a great uh, Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Say hi to I, Aaron uh, and the yeah. fam. I will. I will. I will. I uh, just wanted to throw out there, uh, Merry Christmas to all the boys, and hopefully everybody's safe. And uh, if you guys need any Milwaukee tools, just give me a call. All right, good plug. Yeah, for sure. Okay, good chatting with you, buddy. See we'll you, talk buddy. to you later. Right, boys. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back Woo! Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks Woo! Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back bounce back, bounce Oh, back. bounce back, boy And we bouncing back, because we, we've been gone for a while <laughs> Yeah Um, And this, you know, this week's bounce back, boy I'm not making predictions But I just know who needs to show up for boys this week yeah. And and this is a finals centric bounce back boy. So Pecky and Andy are in the finals in the, the forty. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. We didn't talk about that off the hop, but good both for you guys. stellar teams, good yeah. years. Um, Best of luck. Robbie and I are in the Flyers League. So for Pecky and I, Devontae Adams last week, not good enough. Forty two yards. Uh, four catches, not not good enough for it. You got to have a good week come championships. Yeah. So Pecky and I, we need Devonte. We need him back. We need him. And Robbie's team's deep, so it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah, Robbie's got a bust off. <laughs> yeah, they're good, man. Big time. Um, for Andy, his whole team actually had a really decent week last week. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't come to play was Rams defense. And 
I don't know if he's going to find it again this week because they play Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, that's so, a tough one. That's a tough one, but th- those are who Andy needs to step up this week in comparison to last week. All right. Is it going to happen? Tough to say. So you're not making any number predictions. You're no just saying this is who, this is what should happen and needs to happen. This is what the boys <laughs> need. And how did you do on your previous pick? No idea? Didn't even look. Well, your record was two and five, but you just didn't give a prediction. You just said people, these are people that need to play well. So I don't know if your record can improve even if you do get these right. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Derek Henry, you need to play a little bit better. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Devonte, you didn't play good enough, but I need a little bit more. A little bit more. Okay. Needs you to come in on Sunday. Mm. Put in a little overtime. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, fuck. Well, I don't mind it. You know what? Switch things up a little bit. <laughs> well, your segment to my segment. Baby. Time to tap into the United Nation. Oh, United by Unis. Now, uh, there's a little bit of a... A different feel to this week's United by Unis. I didn't really talk talk about who's going to wear what this week because at this point we've already seen all the combinations that these teams are rolling out. So I decided to focus on a few different things. I thought this was really cool. Um, I came across this on Twitter that in the Kentucky bas- men's basketball team, <laughs> they've now inserted patches into the jerseys. And they, obviously the team they're playing has to agree uh, that is that is for COVID tracing. So they explain it a little bit here. So we've used uh, Connexon, and what we've done is we've actually sewn uh, a pocket on our jersey, and those chips go into uh, our jerseys, and that way during the game we can tell how close one player is to another, not necessarily on our team, but also across teams. So today Kansas and Kentucky will both be wearing these in the games. That way should something happen after we can look at the data and see, you know, who is really a, a high-risk contact in relation to any positive person. Wonderful. Thank you. Crazy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. You got to wonder, if, like, would the NFL adopt something along those lines? Um, I think it was last week or the week before, uh, Raiders offensive lineman uh, Trent Brown, his face mask was in the shape of a fist. Yeah. The BLM fist. Um, now many people were giving him credit for it. Actually, he wasn't the first, uh, really? Kenny stills did it earlier this season when he was still a member of the Houston Texans, but you got to wonder, like, I didn't hear anything about fines or what the NFL did to, if it is a punishment or if it is in fact allowed, if it is allowed, you got to think you're going to be seeing it a little bit more amongst mm-hmm. players. Um, my cause, my cleats has kicked off. Uh, this is the fifth season in which the NFL players are trying to raise awareness for nonprofit organization and causes on the field through their cleats. Um, so this year it set a record. There's more than 1,000 players participating uh, in it, and players worked with artists and cleat manufacturers to create their own custom-designed cleats. They were able to wear them week 13. Now, if some NFL teams wanted to, if they weren't playing at home, they could defer to week 14 to further players to wear it. Um, they had the op- the players had the option to raise funds uh, by auctioning their cleats off, uh, where 100% of the funds raised would be donated to charities of their choice. 
um, and fans could actually bid on the cleats, which is just like every other year. If you're more interested in seeing individual cleats, they have a website, NFL.com forward slash my cause my cleats. But I thought this was pretty cool. They they actually released a breakdown of of percentages of the charities uh, the players ended up choosing. So 14% went to health and mental mental <laughs> health and wellness, <laughs> mental health and wellness. <laughs> Uh, 25, 20.5, uh, was for social justice. Uh, 17% was for youth, 3.6 for mental health, 12.9 for cancer awareness and prevention, 3.8 went to the military, and then 25% went to a variety of causes, including anti-bullying, animal cruelty, community support, gun violence, prevention, food security, and a, a few lists of other ones. So, uh, awesome thing the nfl has now adopted and the cool thing was it was a player initiative yeah the players thought of it and brought it to the league a lot of cool cleats this year if you guys want to check it out and we'll end uh this one on this year the nfl is allowing players to wear names of victims of either police brutality or racial injustice uh on the back of their helmets um and here's Here's Baker Mayfield explaining uh, why he wears Julius Jones on the back of his helmet. My name is Julius Darius Jones, and since six days after my 19th birthday, the state of Oklahoma has held my life for ransom for a murder robbery that I did not commit. NFL is doing something great this year to bring awareness to many topics you really are passionate about. You have the choice and the chance to uh, put something on the back of your helmet to represent that, and I chose Julius Jones. Hearing about Julius's case, wrongfully convicted of a crime that he really did not commit, and seeing the evidence and hearing about the case, he's on death row. Uh, for something he didn't do. So I'm trying to bring awareness and do anything I possibly can to help Julius out. My court-appointed lawyers, they failed to properly defend me, and they did not call any witnesses in my defense. Not one. And I have alibi witnesses. I know Julius is innocent because my husband and I were with him that night. Mr. Howell was murdered. Julius was 19 years old when he was convicted and sentenced to death row. It's a travesty, and there's no other way around it. It's just awful. My personal connection with Julius is the connection through Oklahoma sports, knowing a lot of the same people. You know, obviously, Oklahoma is something I'm very passionate about, but helping out good people is something I'm even more passionate about. And Julius is one of those good people that doesn't deserve this. And so uh, I feel a personal connection to try and help him out just because of everything I've heard about him being a great guy that's in a very, very terrible situation. So what's interesting here is um, Baker Mayfield isn't the only uh, athlete to come to Julius Jones's defense. Uh, Others include Russell Westbrook, uh, who got to know him when he was playing for the Thunder, as well as Blake Griffin, Trey Young, and Buddy Hild, all NBA players who played collegiately at the University of Oklahoma. So they've all actually authored letters to the governor's office in Oklahoma, uh, and each individual letter had the goal of uh, attacking a different issue of what they called a flawed process, which led to his conviction. So not only are these athletes trying to capitalize on the moment, given everything going on in the world with the Black Lives Matters uh, movement uh, and police brutality, but the state of, of Oklahoma announced their intention to restart executions coming uh, this February. So for Jones and these athletes, uh, it's a basically like a race against time. 
um, to get this pardoned and exonerated uh, before he's put to death. Um, so if you actually want to know more about this story, you can check out a really amazing article called Why Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook, and Other NBA Stars Are Fighting to Save Julius Jones. And it was written by uh, Royce Young, and you can find it on ESPN.com. Uh, And that was United by Unis. A bit of a somber segment, <laughs> but I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting to to discuss. No, for sure. that's good. That's yeah. good. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Well, well, Gord, what do you got next in the script? <laughs> a little long one for the boys, but Christmas apps always are. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, um, I was we were chatting about this before, and obviously we kind of knew that this, that would happen, given... The amount of time we've been off, the fact that we had a guest coming in. Totally. But you know what? It's Christmas. you got time it's off. Christmas. You can break this up into segments. I wouldn't want to listen to me for two hours. God, no. Yeah, I'll make them all day. The Milk Carton Minute. It's a tough one for me this week. <laughs> um, it's a little gourd-centric. <laughs> it's a couple parts of me. It's, my, it's one, mainly, and that's the old gourd dick noggin. Because one, three months ago or whatever when Fantasy started and I drafted my N40L team, yeah. that put me in the position I'm in right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or I that's was a true. couple days ago, and yeah, well, and you read us your draft list, and and it is only not good. <laughs> it is not good. Um, the other the other part of it is the fact that I totally turned it off when I tried to cut my hand off the other day, and it just it mm-hmm. it was missing in action. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened. Man, we all have those moments. Yeah. The, the only, honestly, like I'm not trying to be joke. But like we all have those moments where we're like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes the consequences are much You worse know, they're than either others, they're normally know? like having to busk outside a bar <laughs> or you know, whatever Nigel's gonna have to do, which I'm I don't know, I'm excited to see. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna be harsh. Well, yeah, you gotta wonder. If Andy if Andy gets it, he's gonna be harsh. Yeah. Chris will be harsh as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting i'm glad i'm not in that position yeah exactly i'm just glad i'm safe i'm just relaxing not even having to set a line up yeah exactly wow just in the just in the in the triple well you know what gord you shouldn't uh fault yourself because you know happens to all of us sometimes we get homer brain (laughs) time to go to work little do they know I'm ducking out early to take the Duff Brewery tour. Rolling at nine, punch out at five. That's the plan. <laughs> they don't suspect a thing. Well, off to the plant, then to the Duff Brewery. Uh-oh. Did I say that or just think it? I gotta think of a line fast. Oh, are you going to the Duff Brewery? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, okay. This is pretty exciting because 
We haven't heard um, from our boy Feldy in a long time. No, we haven't. And um, <laughs> he he actually wrote us and he had an idea. And he was like, dudes, I just thought of a theme song for my segment. You guys can use it. And uh-huh. we both came to the consensus that no, we won't use your GD theme song until you actually submit some content to us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to give you a theme song if we have to do all the work. True. Well, Feldy came through this week. So here you go, Maddie. Matt, stick together. Oh, it is a good <laughs> intro. Jumps into it right off the hop. Love it. It's Feldy's Feel Good. Now, he sent this one in uh, a while ago, and it's about a man named John Dornboss. So, John Dornboss is a small town kid who went from magician to long snapper back to magician over the course of 30 years. He was born in Humble, Texas, but his childhood wasn't so humble. Unfortunately, at the age of 12, his father killed his mother. His father was charged with and convicted uh, with second-degree murder and sentenced to 13 years, 8 months in prison. Doran Boss, as a result, went into foster care, where he was ultimately adopted by his aunt and his uncle. And he turned to magic as a means to escape from his loss. In high school, he was an athletic standout, including basketball, baseball, and football. The kid did it all. Not only that, but he made the dean's list and was an honor roll student all throughout high school. While attending Golden West College in sunny Huntington Beach, California, a playing line and playing linebacker for their team, his buddy at the University of of Texas El Paso, UTEP, called him to to be the long snapper for the Miners football team because they'd recently lost theirs. Doran Boss sent them some game tape and he proceeded to start 23 games for them over three seasons. He also ended up getting his business degree. Doran Boss went undrafted in the 2003 NFL Draft, but signed with Buffalo shortly after. His career highlights include 2004, led the league in tackles for his position. Then he sustained a knee injury at the end of 04 and was waived before training camp. Training camp, he signed with Tennessee, but then became a UFA in 2006. He signed for one game in 2006 back with the Titans, but was then subsequently released. Then he signed a deal with Philly for two years in 2006 after their long snapper suffered a career-ending neck injury. While he played so well that he earned himself a a five-year extension with Philly, and he played there uh, for several seasons, including uh, 2010 where he was named to his first Pro Bowl. 2013, uh, he left the Eagles, and then he came back and made his second Pro... uh, or Sorry, he re-signed and then he came back and made his second Pro Bowl and became Philly's longest tenured player. He signed a three-year extension after that in 2016 uh, before he sustained an injury where he was traded to New Orleans and through a medical assessment, they found an aortic aneurysm, which is basically a life-threatening ballooning of the body's main blood supply. So he was taken immediately to cardiac surgery. So then he was released by the Saints, which would be his last uh, team. Uh, when the Eagles won their Super Bowl in 2018, the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, promised Doran Bose he would give him a ring to show him how much he appreciated all he had done for Philadelphia in those previous years. And he ultimately did get it in June 2018. 
After his playing days ended, he returned to Magic and performed in Vegas <laughs> and on the Ellen Show, John's favorite, and on America's Got Talent, where he finished third place. <laughs> no way. Yeah. If all that wasn't enough, he's now a motivational speaker and does a ton of charity work. He works for several charities, including punting legend Brian Mormon's Punt Foundation, which helps children with terminal diseases and Garth Brooks's Teammates for Kids. He hosts Inside the Eagles on TV and won a Mid-Atlantic Emmy Award for his performances. He's married. He has a little girl. God damn it. You got to feel good for that guy. Oh, baby. He brought it. Yeah, man. Good yeah. job, fellas. John Dornbos. Yeah, Johnny. Long snapper. Okay, huh. well... <laughs> I couldn't let this week go by without talking about Marty's feel good. Of course not. And I know, I know we're going a bit long, but Gord, we got to listen to me for this because it's a beautiful one. It's actually a two-parter. So the first part I'm going to focus on is Salvan Ahmed, Dolphins running back. His grandma, D. Brown, is currently in the hospital, and he told people he'd get 100 yards for her against New England. No Miami player had gotten 100 yards rushing in two years. But what did Ahmed do? He gained 122 on the ground and scored a touchdown, making his grandmother, who calls him the real cheetah, happy. And he really? kept his promise for his nice, grandma. Nice, Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Now the second one uh, hits a little bit closer to home because this feel-good gourd is you. It's you. And now, <laughs> you know what this is about, but you actually don't know what this is about. Because recently, I know you, you kind of wanted me to keep it private. But recently, um, I know you've been going through a lot. And you're dealing with a lot. But your kindness never took a backseat. And I want our listeners to know that you showed me you cared about me. And you guided me a couple weeks back. Um, because oh, man, you're just so gold. You got a golden <laughs> soul. A few weeks ago, uh, both Gordon and I were in the bottom of the N40L, uh, both facing the possibility of losing the league and having to deal with a punishment. Knowing that this was new territory for me, Gord did a small but significant gesture. I came home for work one day and I found a small envelope waiting for me in my mailbox. Inside there was a note. <laughs> Let me read to you what Gord wrote to me. <laughs> Dear Marty, I know that you've got to be dealing with a wide range of emotions knowing that you might be the poor soul that loses the league and has to wear that Gregor Kangol. Well, I want to tell you and let you know that I'm here for you and that I wrote you a poem to help you get through those dark hours. No matter what happens, I've always got your back, buddy. The bourbon glass is always half full. Your friend and podner... El Huncho. Here's my poem. Oh, why you look so sad? Tears are in your eyes. Come on and come to me now. Don't be ashamed to cry. Let me see you through. Because I've seen the dark side too. When the night falls on you and you don't know what to do, nothing you confess could make me love you less. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. I won't let nobody hurt you. I'll stand by you. So if you're mad, get mad. Don't hold it all inside. Come on and talk to me now. 
Hey, what do you got to hide? I get angry too. I'm a lot like you. When you're standing at the crossroads and you don't know which path to choose, let me come along. Because even if you're wrong, I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. Well, let nobody hurt you. I'll stand by you. And now I was very <laughs> touched by this poem. And even though it is clearly taken directly from the hit pretenders song, I'll stand by you. I just want you to know, Gord, that I appreciate the gesture because it meant a lot to me during a dark time. But this is clearly taken from a hit song. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. It's plagiarism. It's fine. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it it saw me through, buddy. So I appreciate it. Oh man. Well, yeah, we both got through. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. Thankfully, yeah. Look at us, man. Yeah, crazy that that you've gone four times and you've gone. You've seen. You've dodged it three out of four. That's not bad. Unreal. That's yeah, not bad odds. <sighs> not bad odds at all. Oh fuck. Well, do you have a delightful dicky? No, I got no delightful dickies. This week. Nothing big. No. Uh, there was a cool story though. Devonte Parker uh, was donating hospital gowns to like the children's unit in South, eight different children's units in South Florida. Nothing. Nice. But making them like better gowns, like not not uh, embarrassing or uncomfortable. And they've got like pictures of cartoon characters on them. Oh, sweet. Including his own cartoon character, Uncle Vonte. <laughs> What? That's what he calls himself in this cartoon world that he's created. <laughs> Uncle Vonte. Well, good for him. Yeah, nice of him. Uh, Puff Puff Prospects. Uh, I'm just going to touch on something wild. Uh, Buffalo Bulls running back Jared Patterson played Kent State. This was, his, this was his stat line. 36 carries, 409 yards, 8 rushing touchdowns, which set an NCAA record. Um his rushing total was the second best in college football history. And he was only 18 yards shy of the record, which was set by Samaj P. Ryan. Oh, in, Oklahoma, uh, in Oklahoma, 2014. Um, now we talked about it a little bit before, but there's a tight end coming out. We mentioned him before Kyle Pitts, tight mm-hmm. end in Florida. He has 43 catches for 770 yards and 12 receiving touchdowns this year. That's more receiving touchdowns than any tight end in the country had all of 2019. And he did that all in eight games. Crazy. Uh, Definitely a future star on Sunday. Hopefully a future fantasy stud for a position that so desperately needs it. (laughs) And our top five running backs coming into the 2021 draft at number one, Travis Etienne, running back in Clemson. Uh... Just a little beast, man. This guy can run. He's five foot ten, two hundred pounds. Projected to go in the first one or two rounds. The only thing attached to his name that's negative is a bit of ball security issues. Think Jonathan Taylor coming mm. out of uh, college as well. Uh, he could be a weapon though. He's a he's a small, powerful runner. Can catch uh, passes out of the backfield. His pro comp is actually Alvin Kamara, really, but a bit more punishing. At number two, we've got Najee Harris, running back from uh, Alabama. He's a bit bigger, six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds. 
He's projected to go in the first, second, or third round. Um, he has uh, some scouts think that he doesn't have the same caliber that Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, and Derrick Henry, other Alabama running backs. Uh, they don't think he's of the same caliber, but it's kind of hotly debated. I've seen uh, a few mocks where he's projected to go to the Steelers uh, mm. in the later round of the first round. His pro comparison is Matt Forte or Eddie George. Mm. I'd take both of those. Beautiful. And actually, uh, this past week, he was this, he became the second player in SEC history to score five touchdowns in multiple games, joining Kentucky's Bob Davis, who did it in 1936-1937. Harris is the first one to do it in the same year. At three, we've got Kenneth Gainwell, running back from Memphis, 5'11". He's projected one, one, two, or three rounds. He actually took this year off. Uh, he opted out of this year. He had four family members pass away due to COVID. Uh, so oh, he took shit. the year off um, and is just focusing on the draft. His pro comp is Miles Sanders. Hmm. At four, we've got Chubba Hubbard, local product. Mm-hmm. Six sure foot one out of Oklahoma State. He's projected to go in the second, third, or fourth round. 207 pounds. His pro comp, DeMarco Murray. Uh, the one thing that scouts are worried about with him is his pass protection. He mm. really struggled pass protecting. So he's got to set that up if he wants to do it at the pro level. And at number five, my, I think this guy is going to be a stud. He's going to be a fantasy stud next year is Javante Williams running back North Carolina. He's five foot 10, 220 pounds. No running back has improved their stock more than this guy this year. He's being compared to Lev Bell, but the Pittsburgh edition uh, he is good three down running back goal line, short yardage. He can catch the ball. Um, and his biggest asset is his ability to break tackles. I think he's going to be a stud for whoever gets him kind of like my boy, Nick Chubb, who got there taken go. in the second round. Uh, and those are the pros- prospects for this week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, are we, uh, scrolling back to no frills? That's right. That's oh. right. I you know I've I've been doing a little bit of grocery shopping one handed. It's a bit of a battle. Got to bag my own groceries. Got to bag your own go- groceries. No way you're using a a little uh, handheld cart. No. no. Buggy buggy all the time. Buggy all the time. Cart life. Yeah, it's not it's <laughs> not great. It's not great. Not ideal. But when I was there, I was checking out some sour cream. Made some pierogies the other day. Mm, good choice. So, so I hit the dairy aisle and do you uh, boil and then grill. Boil grill. Well, boil fry. Yeah. Boil fry. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Put yeah. some onions in the pan. Oh yeah. Oh, pff, you yeah. gotta. Yeah, that's a must. Yeah. That's the only way to make pierogies. Well, I don't know. I don't really. I could go without the onions. Not again. But really? Yeah. 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 I like. I do like frying them though. Oh yeah. You gotta gotta crisp them up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know who got crisped up? Last week, in some garbage time, Darrington, Darrington, Darrington Evans for Tennessee. Darren Evans. Darrington. <laughs> um, he has had a combined one, oh, 2.3 fantasy points this year, other than last week. Last week, he got a garbage time tutty. Yeah. Uh, 30 rush yards, uh, 27 receiving yards, and a receiving tutty for 11.7 points. Yeah. Darrington. It, they got to the second half when the game was out of hand. And they were, just, and like, they were just They were just switching him and Henry. Get him out. Yeah, give the king some time. But 
Darrington Evans, the handcuff you didn't know about that you that you might need to have? I don't know. I don't say it. I hope so. I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. <laughs> Darrington. 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 Okay, well, let's rifle through Matt's dang stats. So the Patriots uh, had a 17-year streak of at least 10-plus wins, which was the longest in NFL history. That came to an end. Uh, this year will also mark the first time the Pats won't make the playoffs since 2008. Now, I won't talk about it much, but we have to acknowledge Kendall Hinton's wristband from his one-game substitution at quarterback was sent to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he called 24 snaps as a quarterback. Uh, and it will be displayed next to Tom Matty's. Uh, I pronounced it Matt in the earlier episode. I guess it's Matty. Um, his quarterback uh, wristband that will be displayed together in Canton. And mm. we, we all know, because we listened to the pod, that Tom Matty was the first one to roll out with a quarterback wristband. And he actually wrote uh, Kendall Hinton personal letter hmm. saying, like, basically, like, as the only two instant quarterbacks in NFL history, we have a strong connection. Thanks for our shared experience. You know, and he just kind of went on and said, like, savor this young man. Like, if you do nothing else in your career, at least you got this kind yeah. of thing. Aaron Kenton. Yeah, a which is bit. awesome. Like, Tom Matty's in his 80s. Yeah, you know? crazy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers now has 33, Patrick Mahomes has 30, and Russell Wilson has 30. The 2020 is the first in NFL history to have three players with 30 pass touchdowns through Week 12. Rodgers is actually the fastest quarterback to throw for 400 touchdowns in his career. He did it in 193 games. Huh. The best primetime win-loss record amongst quarterbacks since 1950 with at least 20 starts belongs to Russell Wilson, who's 29-8-1. Crazy. Which in primetime games. Primetime games. 0.776 win percentage. Hall of Famer Steve Young is 23-7, which is a 0.767. So just behind. All the other guys behind him are Hall of Famers. Steve Young, Ken Stabler, uh, Joe Montana, and Peyton Manning, who will, will definitely be a yeah. Hall of Famer. Uh, players with 3,000 passing yards in their first nine seasons. Only two. Russ and Pate. Crazy. Now, this is a stat I think you'll love, Gord. From week 8 to week 12, Carson Wentz has more end zone completions to players named Diggs than Josh Allen. <laughs> so, cornerback Trevon Diggs intercepted Wentz twice in the end zone in week 8. In week 12, Quandre Diggs intercepted Wentz in the end zone. So that's three. And then in week 10, Josh Allen hit Stephon Diggs in the end zone for only one. Which huh. is fucking nuts. Carson Wentz, bit of a problem in Philly. So listen to this. June 2019, he signed a four-year extension, which would go through 2024, for $109.9 million guaranteed. Guaranteed which is the fourth most in the NFL currently. If he is not on the Eagles roster in 2021, it will cost the Eagles 59.2 million on the salary cap. If he's not on the roster in 2022, it will cost them 24.5 million on the cap. Fucked. Wow. Unless the team trades for him, they are fucked. Yeah. Oh, 
Here's another wild stat. Since 2013, Pittsburgh has held quarterbacks to under 90 yards nine different times. In those games, they are four wins, five losses. Hmm. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah. Uh, best winning percentage in NFL history, including regular season and postseason. George House leads the way at .682. Bill Belichick is second at .681. Don Shula is third, .667. And Mike Tomlin is fourth at .652. Washington became the first team in NFL history to win a game in which it trailed by 10 or more points at halftime against an undefeated opponent with 10 or more wins when they beat Pittsburgh because Washington trailed 14-3 at the half. That was the Steelers' second loss when leading by 14-plus points at any point, including playoff games, since they drafted Ben in 2004. They had been 109-1-1 in that situation before. Shit. <laughs> My boy Miles, first player in Browns history with three straight seasons of 10 plus sacks. And he's fighting, man. Yeah. He's still feeling the effects of the COVID. This is a nut. This is sad. It, does, it shouldn't be real. Most pass yards in their first 13 starts in NFL history. Patrick Mahomes is number one, 4,207. Andrew Luck is two, 3,792. Nick Mullins is third. No 3,610. Give it to the guy. Fucking nuts. Buffalo Bills win on in week 13 on Monday night was their first Monday night win since week four of 1999. Buffalo was the only franchise since the start of 2000 that had not won on Monday night. <laughs> and Josh Allen threw for his 60th pass touchdown in his 42nd career game. He joins Cam Newton, Dante Culpepper as the only players in NFL history with 60-plus pass touchdowns and 20-plus rush touchdowns in their first 45 games. Most turnovers since 2019, tied for first, is your boy Danny. I know. And Jared Goff. Jameis Winston, although only playing one game this season, is second (laughs) with 35. (laughs) And Carson Wentz is third, fourth at 33. James Robinson is uh, the fastest undrafted rookie in NFL history to get to 1,000 rush yards. It only took him 14 games. Miles Sanders became the first player to rush for 100 yards against the Saints since November 2017, snapping a 56-game streak by the Saints of not allowing a 100-yard rusher. Impressive. This is the third game uh, in NFL history, the Monday Nighter between the Browns and the Ravens, that had nine rushing touchdowns in it. Both other games happened in 1922. Jesus. In fact, the Ravens and Browns became the first pair of teams in NFL history to each have four-plus rushing touchdowns in the Ooh. same game. And Baker Mayfield's Hail Mary pass, it, which was an incompletion, traveled the most air yards, 68.1, of any pass thrown in an NFL game since the next-gen stats started tracking in 2017. The top 17 longest passes since 2017 have all been incomplete. <laughs> and a list of wide receivers that have scored more fantasy points per game than my boy could have been your boy, Brandon Ayuk, which is 20.8 since week seven. Tyreek Hill, 27.5. Devontae Adams, 26.6. That's it. Huh. Ayuk's been balling off that COVID-19 list. I should list. have traded for him. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, now... Let's talk about my boy Ryan Tannehill. I got dogged for dropping 26 on him, 
But listen to this. So since taking over the Titans starter position 24 games ago, this is Tannehill against Mahomes. Quarterback rating, Tannehill 114, Mahomes 105.9. Pass yards, 6,080 for Tannehill, 6,900 for Mahomes. He got him there. Total touchdowns, 61 for Tannehill, 56 for Mahomes. Interceptions, both have 10. Completion percentage, 67.7 for Tannehill, 66 for Mahomes. The guy's, re, he's found himself. Now, we'll end pass it with this. No tight end has ever led the NFL in receiving yards in a single season. And only one tight end has ever finished as runner-up since 1970, which was Kellen Winslow Sr. in 1980. Currently, first place is DeAndre Hopkins with 1,324. In second is Travis Kelsey, six yards behind, 1,318. If he does it, good for him, man. Unreal. Yeah, that's crazy. Marty's Milestone, there's two. (laughs) (laughs) The Steelers have now recorded a sack in 71 straight games, which is the longest streak in league history since team sacks became official in 1963. The Buccaneers had the previous record of 69 straight games from 1999 to 2003. And as if this already didn't happen, Frank Gore passed Lorenzo Neal, with 240 career games played, which is the most played by any R- RB in league history. I thought that happened five years ago, man. What is dead may never die. What is dead may never die. <laughs> Fuck. What is dead may good, never die. Good for him, Frankie yeah. G. And now for Matt's one hitter. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my spot. I went back to Gord's poem. Uh, (laughs) For Matt's one-hitter stat of the week, we're going to go... It's actually two again. Um, We're going to go to a sport that Gord loves, footy. And uh, legend, Lionel Messi. He scored 644 career goals for Barcelona, breaking Pele's record for most ever scored by one player on a single club. Pele played for Santos and set the record in 1974. And our second crazy stat is that with their opening night loss tonight, the Toronto Raptors are below 500 for the first time since January 4th, 2014. Really? 0-1. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Just wild, hey? That's good. Well, raps are good, man. They are good. Well, Gord... It doesn't stop. It never stops. We're always working. One hand, two hands, doesn't matter. We're always going. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm going to call this one. 24-7 The Grinder. The Grinder. Let's go. Craig Jack, you 24-7 The Grinder. The Grinder. The Grinder. You know what I'm saying? Y'all going to feel me on this one. 24-7 The Grinder. Always on the grind. Oh, baby, the grinder, it's, you know what? It doesn't take a rest. No. You know yeah. what, Nigel? If you're going to build a playlist, maybe you pick that song. Exactly. Crazy grinder. Bone. 24 7 The Grinder. <laughs> 
And and the grinder this last week is a guy that's been helping owners all year. It's a guy we talked about earlier in the pod. Um, you know, one of the fantasy owners MVPs he would be. Okay. And that's yeah. Mr. Stefan Diggs. Huge. Had a great yeah. game last game. I mean, Josh Allen was playing out of his mind. Uh Stefan Diggs, eleven catches, 143 yards. Give it to the man. Give Guy's it to the man. been unreal. And you know what? But going into the season, honestly, the fantasy advice that I had listened to on podcasts and shit were avoid Diggs. Avoid Diggs. He's in a new offense. There's no off season. No. You don't know what the what his role is going to be. Blah blah blah. For those fantasy owners that were bold enough to take him. Or for those dumb enough to let him sit that long. Paid off. It paid off. Guys are dropped him in like the 6th, 7th yeah, round. Yeah, and he got him late, and it's paid off for him. Yeah, big yeah. time. So, good for good for Dave. Had a hell of a week last week, and uh, hopefully he pulls through for owners this week. Yeah. I've got a bit of a Marty Marty B's grinder this week. All right, all and right. And there's a story about a guy named James Harden. No, not uh, portly James Harden who wants out of Houston. This guy's an NFL undrafted running back slash wide receiver. He's been hustling. This guy's been grinding. He's been going to different NFL stadiums, holding a cardboard sign, asking for a tryout. So he puts his phone number on it. He puts his his forty his forty time, his his three cone time, all that shit. He puts all his stats on there, and he's asking for guys to just give him mm-hmm. a chance. He's been going out. He's been training with Des Bryant. And he got endorsed by Terrell Owens. Um, all he's looking for is a shot. So I just like this guy's been driving around, him. just trying to make it happen. You know, hmm. grinding. That's the definition. Exactly. James Harden, good on him. <laughs> the beard. The yeah. The belly. Woo. Well. Okay. We're hitting the fearless. Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> okay. Well, week twelve. Didn't do great. No. It's a double loss. Oh, <laughs> oh and 2 on the week. Brings me to 3-13. and 13. Um, <laughs> I had Mike Thomas going for 130 yards in a tutty. He did not versus Denver. He came out with four catches, 50 yards. Dalvin Cook, I said 115 rush yards, rush tutty, uh, 45 yards through the air receiving tutty. He did not. 61 yards on the ground. Four catches for 21 yards. That's a loss, loss. That's a loss, loss. It's tough. Even when we were looking up the stats, easily Dalvin's worst game of the year. Yeah. By a, by a long shot. Of the ones he... of the uh, He only missed one, but of the games he played, I know. easily Tough the worst way. one. <laughs> Huncho, hot on the fearless. A loser! Too far! God! Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I fared, have? I fared a little bit better. So uh it, it a little come see come saw, you know? Mm-hmm. Well at quarterback I had picked Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill against the Indianapolis Colts. And I thought uh Tana Thrill would be held to under two hundred and twenty yards, one score, passing or rushing. Uh, and I believed it so much that I actually left my, my guy, Rye, uh, on the bench that week. Uh, instead, choosing to go with big Depeche Mode fan and Oakland Raiders starting quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, and here's how that worked out. Uh, Tannehill ran one in for a score. 
he threw for 221 yards and he threw for one touchdown. Uh, he could have had an additional touchdown pass on a swing pass to Derrick Henry, but the throw uh, was along the line of scrimmage, so they said, they called it a rush. <laughs> Lucky me. Uh, Carr had a bit of a different go against an Atlanta defense that had given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks that's in the season. He put up a putrid 1.6 points. <laughs> he threw for 215 yards. He had no touchdowns. He threw for one interception and lost three fumbles. <laughs> uh, this L hurt a little bit more than most. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so that one hurt because it fucked me over in fantasy too. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Cruel, cruel mistress. Cruel, cruel world. But at tight end, I picked Jared Cook against them Denver Broncos. And uh, expectations were low because he had Taysom at quarterback. And I thought he'd be held to two or less catches, under 25 yards receiving, no touchdowns. But apparently I wasn't low enough because Cook was targeted twice and he caught none. Mm -hmm. He had zero catches. He had zero yards. He had zero scores. That's a win. In his last four weeks, he, at, at the time of the writing of this, Prior to the cutting of Gord's <laughs> hand. In the last four weeks before, he had scored 1.6 points, 8 catches for 36 yards in 4 games. And yet, he was owned by 74% of people in Yahoo Leagues. What an indictment on this position. True. In fact, indictment. Indictment. <laughs> you said true. We're both dumb. In fact, Peyton... Bacon Bits started him three out of those four weeks. <laughs> Anyways, got that one. Uh, my overall record is 8-8. Eight and eight. Not bad. Not bad. 500. This week I'm going wide receiver Tyler Lockett against the Rams. Since he torched the Cardinals for 200 yards and three touchdowns in week seven, Lockett has recorded just 378 receiving yards and one touchdown. In fact, he's not gone over 67 yards in any of his last eight contests. He's got a brutal matchup against the Rams D and he's given up the fewest points to wide receivers this year. Um, he is a high, high risk start for fantasy managers going Big into time. championship weekend. Buyer beware, but John, please go ahead and start him. Lockett won't catch more than four passes. He'll be held to under 50 yards. No scores. Robbie start him. And at running back, Kareem Hunt against the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, the Jets have been far from formidable opponents this year, uh, except for a team named the Rams. Their run defense is not the worst, which is great because their pass defense is horrendous. I don't necessarily think that Hunt will play bad. I just think that Nick Chubb will dominate the carries and that the Browns uh, running back will find the end zone in this one, not Hunt. Um, the Jets have given up only actually one rushing touchdown in their last four weeks. And they've given up the 11th fewest fantasy points to RBs this year. I think Hunt will be held to less than 40 yards rushing, less than 40 yards receiving, and no scores. Well, them's the tanks. My fearless is a little different, and uh, I'm going all finals fearless. (laughs) And it just so happens that my two fearlesses are on Robbie's team. Oh, it just happens. Just happens oh. because it's the way the cookie crumbles, right? You know what? Who's to say, right? <laughs> um, QB two Lamar Jackson versus the New York Giants. Um, Giants have a, a pretty good secondary. Uh, they're getting pressures on the quarterback, but I think 
Lamar's going to have a Lamar day. Um, 210 pass yards, one pass study. 102 rush yards, two rush study. Nothing I love more than a reverse jinx. Exactly. Man. Let's exactly. hit him with it. I'm playing in uh, in the B pool of the 40. I'm playing against John, who has Lamar for the first overall choice. Oh, there we go. So, fuck Lamar. Yeah. 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 Fuck him. Plus, he's playing my boys. Tight end. Only other one I could really pick. Mark Andrews, also versus the Giants. Um... I don't think he's even going to get a tutty, but I think he's going to have a few yards. I think he's going 95 yards, but no touchdown. Right. Okay. You know? I dig. I dig. Mark Andrews. <sighs> well, there we go. Buds from last week. Let's just rifle through them because yeah. we're going long. Holy fuck. Buds, quarterback Jalen Hurts against the Arizona Cardinals. He had 41.8 points. He completed 24 of 44 passes for 338, three touchdowns. He rushed 11 times for 63 yards and another score against Philly um, or against Arizona in the Week 16 loss. Uh, he had a game. Hertz became the first Eagles quarterback with at least seven passes of 20-plus yards in a single game since Nick Foles did it in Week 15, 2018. Uh, I am terrified. Peckett in the auction league has Hertz. I think he's going to... He's going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, he's going to be good. At wide receiver, Calvin Ridley against... Who did they play last week? The Bucks. 26 points. Calvin Ridley caught 10 of his 14 targets. 163 yards. One touchdown. Uh, even though they lost. In Julio's absence, he put up huge numbers. All while dealing with his own midfoot sprain, which has bothered him all year. Those are season highs for him in yards and catches. Um... Making fantasy managers happy as clams with that performance. At running back, David Montgomery against the Minnesota Vikings, 32 points. He rushed 32 times, 146 yards, two touchdowns in the win. Montgomery had never rushed for 32 times or reached 146 rush yards in his entire career. It was a career best game, second year pro. His workload has him locked in as RB1. The Bears' recent schedule has turned Montgomery into basically a league winner. They played Jacksonville this week. Perfect. He looks fresh, rejuvenated, and like the RB everyone thought he would be coming out of, of uh, Ohio, Iowa State. And at tight end, Darren Waller against the Chargers, 25 points. The Walrus caught 9 out of 12 targets for 150 yards and a touchdown in the loss to the Chargers on Week 15. He's been an absolute fire this past week. Or this past few weeks. In fact, the baller has a massive 29 catches, 425 yards, and three touchdowns in his last three games. And that came on 39 targets. Getting Killing it. it. Getting it. That's right. Well, Duds talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, quarterback Ben Lerothesberger. Um Terrible. Got to give it to him. Uh, Cincinnati... They lost 17-27. He threw for 170 pass yards, one pass study, one interception, two rush attempts, minus one rush yards, and a fumble loss. Mm. Not doing owners any good. No. But Juju's dancing on the, on the fucking... But dude, like, I was chatting with Shane about this. What do you do? Ben's yeah. played his entire career. He's been unreal for you as a quarterback. True. He's come out. He said he wants to play next year. 
Mm. So what do you do as an organization? Do you show loyalty to him or do you let him go? Because like, yeah, like tough. has he actually lost it? You know, like it's hard to say. Well, they're still eleven and three or whatever. So yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, I think that Monday night game showed the limitations. Totally. And like when he's off, he's he's off. Yeah, yeah you know, 100%. and. Uh, no uh, do-overs in the playoffs. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Um, wide receiver, going with a guy that people are starting, DK Metcalf. Didn't have a great week. Uh, 43 receiving yards on five receptions against Washington. Um, not a week that uh, owners needed him to have, but still having a great year. Running back, Kenyon Drake. Um, it was versus me, and he only got four points. Fuck you. Uh, 26 <laughs> rush yards, two targets, two receptions, 14 receiving yards. Tough one for the kid. Um, <laughs> and then Rob Gronkowski for the old Bone Airs had a bit of a rough week. Um, three receptions, 29 yards. Not what owners need right now. No. Not from that Gronkowski. No. Well, in the leagues, we've alluded to it before. We won't talk too much because playoffs are... Playoffs are in the through. middle of it. Like, standings are irrelevant at this point. Yeah. So let's just touch on it. In the N40L, April finals are set. Chris Kirk Cousins takes on Andrew, mm-hmm. the Corona, in the April final. Nigel is the B-pool loser, faces the Gregor, wearing that Kangle for a full season. The good doctor. Oof. Tough one. Tough one. Uh, moves this season. I don't know if many more will be made, but I don't think they should be because right now, Gordon and Johnny are tied at 53, <laughs> uh, which is perfect. They they are meant to be holding hands. It happens. The least amount of moves, Thick Andy. Soup, Stewie, oh, really? with 12. Huh. In the triple F, the A pool is set. Gordo takes on Robbie. Mentor against Mentee. Big versus Little. Gut versus Gut. <laughs> And the B pool is one lost, I guess, by Peyton for the second year in a row. Um, and in that in that league, we alluded to earlier, C Rob has thirty three moves. Gord is in second with thirty one, and the least belongs to Stu with seven in that league too. Hmm. Real hands off managerial a, approach. GM empathy there. Yeah, GM empathy guy. <laughs> I just I just play not to not to lose. I don't necessarily play to win. Fair strategy. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, at this point, yeah, that's exactly it. So Well shit. Well, that's it, boys. Takes us to the end. And uh I guess we'll probably see you in a week, maybe two weeks. Maybe a week or two. Well maybe we'll let it play out. Depends. Uh yeah. still lots to talk about. Obviously we gotta find out who won. Exactly. Each league and exactly. um yeah, that's basically it. Sounds good, boys. Well, big, big uh, thanks to Nick again. Yeah, big thanks to Nick. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Unreal. Really touched. Um, big thanks to anybody who's going to listen to this whole thing as well. Um, <laughs> Split and, it into parts. And we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, that's right. Merry Christmas, baby. 
Underneath your mistletoe 